You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. 2018 is officially underway with one of the largest cards in wrestling to take place Thursday morning at 2 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time from Japan. On top of that, we took a week off, so so much has happened with the Women's Royal Rumble, with the Men's Royal Rumble, with Raw, with SmackDown, all of this stuff coming together on top of the fact that we are going to give you our BDR Award winners. Ladies and gentlemen, we are doing this all this week as we... Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the most inappropriate professional wrestling podcast in history. You're listening to Breaking Down the Ring right here on Podcast Detroit. We are your ring crew. Z. Uh, the uh, bar of upper extremities, Joe. <laughs> Orlando. <laughs> Would that be a neck bar? That's also an upper extremity. Neck bar, Joe. <laughs> He changed his name for 2018. You know, it's a man of a thousand names. You know, that's where the <laughs> man of a thousand and four holds came from. So let's keep that uh, shit rolling. New year, new names. And the mightiest of smiteys. And of course, your champ, the one, the only, all Mikey one, Mikey. Um, Man, we took a week off uh, to finish off the year of 2017. And a whole bunch has happened. But first off, first and foremost, let's talk about it. Most important thing in the world. How's everyone's Christmas? Okay. Jolly. All right. Uh, it was good. <laughs> All right. It was a lot of family. All right. <laughs> That's a lot. My yeah, kid was happy. I was happy. That's, as far as I'm, I'm going with that one. And uh, did everyone celebrate New Year's with uh, a great friends and family? <clears throat> nope. <laughs> <laughs> also, nope. <laughs> I did a great group of friends. Fuck you, Dick. I, I, I did see oh, Smitty, though. I did. I, I, made it my, I made it my point to come try to see everybody, but there were certain lines I wasn't trying to stand in because I, I had too many people with me. Makes sense. 
Whatever. I saw Smitty, so there's that. Did you guys kiss or what? Not on her lips. <laughs> Just the booty holes. <laughs> I like I like how Orlando almost died drinking right there. Joe, how was yours, man? Uh, spent with family, actually. Family. Yes. and uh, Family for- and future family. Looking forward to uh, future family? Yes. Got engaged? Well, no. I, uh, got I've got a bun in the that. oven here. Well, that doesn't mean you got to have a future right, family. Come on, come on, man. Hey, you're sitting with a, too many dads. Hey, look, yeah, I, I have a kid, and <laughs> I'm look, not future a black, family. And a, a black man, I mean. You, you and your kid aren't family? family? You said what? You and your kid aren't family? My kid is family, yeah, yeah. for sure. So that's who I spent New Year's with. My, my you, you spent your New Year's with my kid? No. <laughs> <laughs> my family. And oh. F- and future family. No, I was about to say, oh. man. Basically. Okay. Thank you for the clarification. Right. Me is and my, my pregnant lady. Yeah. You say mama. Are you excited for your diaper party this weekend, sir? I am. Yeah? A whole bunch of people coming over to watch Wrestle Kingdom. I, yeah, there's been uh, a good amount of RSVPs. Nice. So, sounds like I got some diapers coming my way. If that's not exciting, I don't know what is. Is that Friday or Saturday? Because I actually have (laughs) It's this Saturday. I actually have that available. Good I do for my, you. I'm not going to do my schedule and I schedule myself to, I schedule myself to work that morning. You an idiot. All right. So <laughs> I knew was the reason I did it. before we went off the air, last uh, the last time we were on two weeks ago, we mentioned that our Breaking Down the Ring awards were going to be put in polls on the social medias. And um, a lot of these which were strangely runaway categories. Um, I was kind of surprised personally because I would I wouldn't think that – um, some of these were that clear cut, especially when we were talking about them, you know, because between us, there were some that just had, look, these are the top three, you know, that, that was the women. Like we didn't even have, when we were thinking about this, all of us had the same three women in mind for who the top three women were, <clears throat> uh, in 2017, you know, a little, some of the other things were a little bit more out there so on and so forth you know like when we were deciding the face or something like that we had a whole bunch that we had to whittle it down um superstar of the year we had again more than one female uh star of the year was just it it really was the most intricate one and yet it still was kind of a runaway in the voting which really blew my mind because of at least two of the people that were in there you know um so we're gonna get into it Obviously, ladies and gentlemen, if you are following us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash BDRcast, you can go ahead, check out our group on the Facebook profile. You can be inside of that um, group. That's where we had some of the votes. We also had some of them up on our Twitter at BDRcast uh, t- on the tweets. I put up some stuff on uh, <clears throat> excuse me, on the uh, Instagram as well where I just put four photos together and asked people. And Again, yeah. it, nothing really – much changed for that it's you know just how it goes so let's talk about the first thing first um we are going to talk with the best faction of 2017 uh four were involved in this uh bullet club new day sanity and undisputed era um well first off let's talk about who we think uh, and I want to start off with Z. So of those four Z, who do you think made the most impact in wrestling for 2017? Probably the Bullet Club. I mean, you had all that stuff with – I mean, <clears throat> the Bullet Club is the hottest faction in wrestling, period. Um, 
I don't really see how any other faction even came close. Even with the Undisputed Era, they kind of came at the end of the year, so they really didn't do anything in 2017. So I don't even really know why they were part of the vote. But out of the other two, I mean, the Bullet Club takes it. All right. Joe? Yeah, I agree. It's not even a question. It's a Bullet Club. (laughs) 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 Well, I mean, they... Out of all of them, they're the most talked about. They've sold the most merchandise. They make the most news headlines. I mean, you're, 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 we're talking about them every week. You see their shirts on shows that aren't companies that they work for. It's it's clearly them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, like I don't think there's a lot of strong stables out there right now. There's only one. Yes, I mean, new, and it is bo- new day. New day is okay. Stable. Sure, they're okay. But I mean, how good was their year? I mean, they had a couple matches with the Usos. Other than that, what do you remember? Pancakes. Okay. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bullet Club by Lance. (laughs) (laughs) It's Smitty. Since you were mentioning the New Day, do you feel like the New Day should have been a very close second? I think they should have been a second, but I don't know if it's a a very close second. But they should have been at least a second. Because, okay, we know WWE likes to break factions at the snap of a finger. Mm Mm-hmm. Was, uh, and then they just hope that they, that each guy is over enough so they can do, pull a reunion somewhere. Right. It's happened with DX. It's happened with the Shield, which we all talked about. I think we talked about our last show, how the Shield, when they got back together, just, uh, I, I said, I didn't feel it was right because in just all the injuries that came with it, mm-hmm. it was just kind of a I mean, moment of a sign that wasn't didn't right. did the Shield have a two year run though? The Shield had a two-year run. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's long enough. Technically, they were even a part of this year. I mean, we, we could have voted for them. <clears throat> I mean, but it wasn't the but, same but nobody Shield. Cared. <laughs> yeah. Nobody cared about it. Um, no, but the the Shield had like a two-year run. It's saying how long the run is the new they had now? They've had a couple of years, yeah. A couple of years. But, I mean, that's not that the more two. just doing it at the snap of a finger. They gave them a two-year run. Well, I think, I think one of the things, too, with the new day that's kind of kept them – going is that they kind of fly under the radar. They're not a main event group. You know what I mean? They don't take over the whole show. They, but they, they, they'll keep tag team relevant and they'll sure, actually they, Right, they do their thing, well. but I think the reason why they haven't been broken up, if, if those three guys were like you know... Singles competitors? Or, or, you know what I mean, were like, I guess main event caliber, then I think they probably would have broken them up. Um, yeah, but I feel like if they broke up, they'd all get lost in the. They shuffle. get lost in the shuffle. They I'm would. sure they would. Yeah, they and definitely. I, I, would. I, I, I'm not. I'm not even gonna play the race. You saw where you saw. I mean, Kofi's career was floundering for quite a while well, before the new day. day. I mean, Big E definitely has main event potential. Yeah, he does sure. have main event potential. Triple H even said that. That guys like the guys like Big E have main event potential, but he would he would get lost. He probably like just like you said, he'd get lost in the shuffle with the guys that. The higher people they have more cut. Than I mean, it just really depends on what their plan was. But either way, uh, yeah, New Day is probably second, I guess. But again, it's still a landslide for a Bullet Club all time. <clears throat> and yeah, according to our poll, uh, Bullet Club won with forty three percent of the vote. Twenty nine percent went to New Day, and Sanity and Undisputed Era were tied with fourteen percent. I think Sanity had a better year than the New Day did. Sanity had a really good year, man. They were around longer. I just thought, like, and I, I, I my second was ERA, and I, that was probably like a wish list second. I know that. It was a wish list second. They, they had like a, I think 2018, because well, I don't think either three of them are going to be leaving NXT anytime soon. So I think 2018 would be a pretty big year for those guys. 
Um, and I think they kind of started off last year. They just had like a big impact, you know. Mm-hmm. Adam Cole coming over was huge. And uh, I've always been a mark for Red Dragon. So that was I just on a personal note, cool I, for me. I, I said, I'm, I'm like kind of flip flop. I was a big Adam Cole. You know, plus, fan. we know, Bobby Fish is a, you know, friend of the Fucking show monster. and everything, you know. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> so that was, we you know, pictures. personal touch, just uh, <laughs> kind of a high note for that group for me. Right. We've, got, we've got pictures. <laughs> That's right, we do. And yet they've never been posted to the show. <laughs> yeah, they have. When it happened. Yeah, just like that video you're supposed to post. That's posted. <laughs> That's been posted. Where? Yeah. Where? What about I'm these uh, sure. Where is it? these phantom Scott Steiner promos? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that for the year of 2017. Right. As of next week, automatically <laughs> <laughs> Scott Steiner Appreciation starting Week. Starting off 2018 right. Scott Steiner Appreciation Year. It's Steiner Day. <laughs> no, fucker, you will not take away from Lucid Day, you son of a bitch. Wow. Right, we wow. talk about how over that guy. <laughs> oh, well, oh, yeah. Um, we talked about that on the last show. <laughs> uh, our next uh, awards were for the best face of 2017 and uh, the best face uh, four guys uh, Dalton Castle uh, Kazuchika Okada Chris Jericho and AJ Styles um, Orlando of those four uh, do you think there was a dark horse or one person all the way well, I mean, it all depends on what you're following in terms of wrestling. Because I think Dalton Castle would be a dark horse in that category. Mm-hmm. I think he had a really good uh, year. That said, I think Jericho is kind of your runaway because he had such a big angle in WWE, in the mainstream. But technically, um, he was a heel. He started off He as turned heel. his baby, he tur- though. He turned baby face with the Owens turn. Uh, which was attack. right before Mania. So he was... Basically, faced the majority of the year. So, so I think, but he I also think, wasn't here for a lot of the year too. I mean, he, true, he took uh, off. Not, then not I think Okada is kind of. That. If you follow Japan's product, then I think Okada is your go-to because he is the John Cena of Japan. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, I would say Tanahashi is the John Cena of Japan. No, Okada for sure. Dude. No, I'd say Okada is what they want Roman Reigns to be, but Roman Reigns isn't. Well, either Okada's way, over, he's, he's that's what I Okada's mean. Okada's their top Okada's baby, over, right? Not. Yeah. Um, so if you're following their product, then him. Uh, and then uh, fourth, my my personal favorite out of the four was AJ, just because he's been there and he's consistent on WWE's TV. Mm-hmm. Um, even though he was technically a heel at one point right. during the year, so I mean, uh, this to me was one of the harder categories to pick. And I feel like depending on what you're watching is what you're gonna pick with this one. It's kind mm-hmm. of very subjective on well, this one, I, Joe. Okay, so like, if you're talking about popularity, you you got to talk about Jericho and AJ Styles. But as Orlando mentioned, both of them were heels for part of this year, and Jer- Jericho didn't finish the year out. If you're talking about like true being a babyface, true in and true out for the entire year, it's got to be Okada. So mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it's kind of like, what what are the uh, requirements here? You know, uh, f- to make the list. Yeah, I mean, we, is, we it, put is it, it like we put them on? Is it like <laughs> is it like being a true babyface, or is it like a popularity contest? Is what I'm trying to say. I get. I mean, subjective. You got to remember, Let's man. We we made a list of four, and we let everyone else vote. So it's there's no real criteria for how they're going to vote because they're just going to pick up one of the four. But these are also four of the hottest faces in in <clears throat> wrestling throughout the year. I mean, honestly, I mean, there's probably, we could have thrown Goldberg on this list and it would have made sense too. Uh, it's just, it's a weird 
year because there's nobody that stands out in this category where you can go, that's your guy. And then on top of it, nobody in any wrestling promotion outside of Okada or Miz has had a full year of heel or face. You know what I'm saying? Like there's Ben Mix. Like even Owens no, was getting wrong. a lot of cheers even when he started the year as champion. You know, and that's why they had the whole the whole breakup was because there were so many cheers. And yeah, not no, why yeah, this was but, a, by far I thought one of the more difficult categories to pick. This was not like an easy one because there's mm-hmm. so many ways. Again, uh, based on your subjective opinion that you can go with this. That's right. kind of why I said it like I did. Like I don't popularity contest. AJ Styles being being the true best baby face in the business has got to be Okada. I'm gonna tell you right now, if it's always a popularity contest you when did. it comes to fan voting, you know everyone's just gonna vote for whatever person that they want to stick Which out. Which means it's a landslide victory for somebody, maybe Z. <clears throat> um, I'm assuming AJ won, but uh, I would have went with Jericho. And why? <laughs> Is that a personal opinion? I, just my personal opinion. I mean, I I like the list. I, it was very entertaining to me. It made me follow it. Now I'm following it all the way to Japan. So, I mean. Wearing a shirt? Yeah, sure am. I, I just think. Like, might got it for me for enter, entertainment value does not equate to being a baby face is all I'm getting at. You know, but see, that's subjective. You know what I mean? Uh, that's a subjective thing. It's hard to argue. In a lot of ways, you, you could argue, you know, the top baby face is the guy that's a part of the biggest angle of the year. What was the biggest angle of the year? The list. The fucking Kevin Owens Jericho story. That was the hottest thing. The in Festival wrestling. of Friendship. But that right. Was, that was the they, hottest they, thing. They were both heel at that time. Yeah, but it turned Jericho baby face. That was the goal of the, the angle. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's very – that's what I mean. So, it's all subjective, clearly – all this always is, but uh, this topic in particular, there's nobody that you could s- stands out above the rest here. All right. is really depending on what your opinion of what it is. It's also my personal opinion. Like, <coughs> I was thinking about putting JL, nominating Jay Lethal for that list because Jay Lethal's been faced for this whole year, but he's had no standout match until Marty Scroll at a uh, final battle. Yeah, seems like since Truth Martini left, House of Truth, like Jay everybody Lethal's from House been kind of truth. like. Everybody, you know, just everybody in the House of Truth has been floundering in ROH. Yeah, I'd like to see Jay Lethal do something significant <clears throat> again in 2018. And that's about. That's that was another thing I wanted to put. I wanted to put a comeback. Or like, who do you hope comes back in 2018? Uh, so for the best face of 2017 between Chris Jericho, AJ Styles, Okada, and Dalton Castle, 75 percent of the vote went to. AJ Styles. Makes sense. 17% went to Jericho. 8% went to Okada. Which means 0%. Nobody, not one person voted for Dalton Castle. And that makes sense because it's the smallest product. Which uh, also, this category, when I saw the results pop up today, um, I go to it as... uh, Kind of like maybe we should also kind of take a little more in on when we're talking. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they had the final battle. Obviously, Joe, there was what you had hockey two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. you know, and I I know I barely watched. And yeah, and that's and that's the thing. Like, Joe is definitely our resident ROH guy. Joe will watch everything ROH and have really good views on it, you know. So just me personally. You know, seeing that category, it's like, man, I, 
I want our show in 2018 to definitely take on a much more broader spectrum, you know, and I think that we could because we have a real TNA. Yeah. Yeah. And because we have a real eclectic group of guys and a girl, you know, she's eclectic too. (laughs) Well, she is. I mean, she follows the woman project way deeper than any of us. Yeah, exactly. 100%. She had insight in that May Young classic that I, well, we I, none of us had right. I agree with you. Yeah, 100%. No, she actually researched the competitors, right, more so, so than any of us did. Right, yeah. I did too. But uh, my research, I found out most of these women were like performance. You saw center. the pictures and you were like, "Yeah, fucker, I'll look anywhere." <laughs> <laughs> the one I looked at is exactly Lacey Evans. I, I got really pissed because I realized that most of the women, like, he's like, we we searched the world for top competitors. These are all most of these women are women that were working out in a performance center. Yeah, I, I don't know that you can call them. Top competitors from for around females the world. from around the world, but it is it was what it was. I mean, as far as and that's as far Kelly being knowledgeable on the subject, she definitely was. Yeah, rocked it. Uh, the next category, <clears throat> uh, we only have three more to go through. So this one is the best tag team of 2017. It was between uh, the Briscoes from ROH, New Day, Young Bucks, and the Usos. Um. We actually had a lot of conversation about this in our own group and uh, basically stating how um, as far as tag team goes, you know, because originally I think uh, Z's first votes were for the Usos and Brizongo and then someone else uh, voted in Young Bucks and that's when he realized that we were going all around and he's like, oh, all around. Well, then, yeah, Young Bucks above Brizongo and then... uh, <clears throat> Briscoes were brought in, and, and obviously New Day was brought in as well. Uh, Smitty, who do you think was the best tag team of 2017? We're talking all around tag team product wise. Uh, I love what the Usos done in 2018. I mean, 2017, they reinvented themselves, and they've probably been more over than they've been in their entire careers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of the Briscoes. And and they they've had a solid year. This they were uh, second ever, well the first ever six man tag champions with Bubba Ray Dudley and ROH. Um, the New Days once again one of the most solid factions in WWE, solid tag teams in WWE. And the Young Bucks, like we all said, they're marketing geniuses. Mm-hmm. What they, what they do, even though like I said they're more flair than substance in the ring. Uh, but I get like the people, the one guys I think won it. Overall, will be the Usos. Is who do you who would you pick? Myself, I don't know who you think won it. Who would you pick? Myself, I would have technically picked the Briscoes. Myself. The Briscoes, and why? Um, because like I said, they've had a solid year, and they were they've had a solid year in ring promo wise. And like I said, once I said, we don't cover ROH a lot, and they've been one of the teams I've been almost more interested in than the Usos in a new day. Mm-hmm. They say the flare and so an up substance of the the bucks is starting to wear out on me. All right, Z. Um, I'm gonna go with the Usos only because I mean the Young Bucks would be a close second for me, but it's kind of tainted to me the way they do some of the stuff they do. Not in ring, you mean? No, in their matches, even like on the the being elite and all the YouTube channels, like. They'll throw like like I used to think it was cool like they throw like the sharpshooter on somebody and grab a mic and like heckle their opponent which was like sweet you never seen this before now to me it's like getting old I'm not really a fan of it like it it's it almost seems like it's it's hurting the business a little bit 
But um, as far as in-ring work and all-around performance, it's got to be the Usos. And I don't, I've don't, i never seen the Briscoes in action, so I have no opinion about them. All right. Joe? I mean, there, it's like one and two. They're right there with the Usos and the Young Bucks. I'll just play devil's advocate here since we've already had two votes for the Usos. I'll say Young Bucks just because. We haven't. We've only had one for the Usos. Didn't Smitty he say? said Briscoes. He's all about oh, he that Briscoes. Oh, okay, that's right. My bad. Either way, I'll say I'll still say Young Bucks. Um, because going back to like the who's the best face thing, like where AJ won in a landslide, basically because he's more well known in popularity. Um, I'd say that Young Bucks have, even though they're not within the WWE machine, might be more well known because of the hot topic thing and the YouTube thing and everything else on a mainstream basis than the Usos, even though the Usos are in WWE. I'll agree with that. And just for that reason alone, as as the theme seems to keep being with the Young Bucks, um, their entrepreneurial uh, entrepreneurial success, not their in-ring, even though they are spectacular in-ring. It's just, you know. It's a flash, no substance, man. It's a performance, not a fight. But that being said, it still takes a lot of talent to do it. But based on their business success outside of the ring, I'll, I'll go with the Young Bucks. What was? What did you just say? It's a performance, not a fight. Yeah. Okay. And you're the now. One, and hold you're on. The, okay. <clears throat> this leads me in, and the reason I specifically went last with Orlando <laughs> is because I knew this topic was going to bring this up. Uh, he made a Facebook post today, uh, and in the Facebook post, said in quick paraphrasing that. There's too much flash in the ring and there's not enough substance and there needs to be an element of realism brought back into it because it seems like I, I go ahead. Well, actually, I was saying there's too much silly shit. Silly um, shit yeah. And, and I, I just meant the, everyone took it their own way. So it's really funny because I do have that opinion. But that wasn't the opinion I was sharing, um, <laughs> which is really funny because I, I watch all these people just comment on and. Everyone agrees, but they agree in a totally different way than what I meant, um, which is really funny. But what I meant is just in general, wrestling's gotten really silly, and the shit that gets over is really ridiculous, silly. Like, like Rusev Day. Rusev Day. <laughs> like, yeah, it's silly, but it's it, we it's entertaining because it's dumb. And I'm getting to the point where I'm tired. Zango. Right. And everything you... This gimmicks, what you're we, saying. We can, everything that we can think of that we've, like, pretty much... Nine times out of ten, the things that we've enjoyed, uh, Broken Hardy, all these things, we enjoy because of how stupid it is. Not because of, um, there's no, there's no, oh, that guy's a fucking badass. I want to see these two badasses fight. Instead, it's, oh, this is silly. I like this. This is funny. You know what I mean? And and I think wrestling's got to a point where it's, and, and you can That's play, I like the new day. Well, to Mikey's point, you can play uh, the Young Bucks right into this because, I mean, they do a lot of kind of like parody of wrestling spots mm-hmm. where they're kind of like making... I don't mind it when you make fun of like the stereotypes in wrestling. Like, you know, uh, there's a wrestler named Psycho Mike Rollins who's really good. I mean, he, he cuts promos and he talks about how he's going to jump the guy before the match and then he does it, you know, and it's like parodying like how stupid it is that it works. and it, But it's still... It's still entertaining, but you have guys like the Young Bucks who kind of parody wrestling in a way that I think is like, ha ha, but it's also like, look at us, this is a show, don't forget, ta-da, ta-da. And so um, I didn't imply that earlier, actually. I wasn't trying to reference them or anybody. I wasn't even referencing in-ring work, but but it definitely can be. I just think we need more uh, serious 
a more serious product, and you still have comedy. Comedy has its place. I just don't think everything that should be getting over is only comedy, and that's what's happening right now. Is if you think about all the things that's really getting over, it's stupid shit. I think the revival would be able to get over if they actually stayed healthy. Maybe I. I mean, I don't know. But when you just think about all the things that you really enjoy, the things that you, it's all dumb shit. It's you like it because it's dumb and. To me, that's not what wrestling is, and it's kind of like insulting the fact that we've been watching this long, and the only thing that entertains us is dumb shit. And Strowman, no, Strowman has entertained us all year. And it, sure, there's exceptions, but I'm saying the other nine things you're going to name out of ten <laughs> are going to be dumb shit. Yeah. Like going back to Brizongo, we were all entertained by that stick all year long. It Fashion was funny. Miles. you know. Right. But to think about two guys with the talent level of, of Fontango and Tyler Breeze and that the possibility that they may be pigeonholed into that gimmick for the rest of their careers. That's kind of a bummer. Like, okay, it's, it's, it's cool and funny for a little while, but we all know that those two are two very talented wrestlers and that they could really have some serious programs in the ring with, with the right opponents if they were right. booked right, you know? And that's what I was saying. What's getting over now is just the dumb shit. So like Rusev is, is a great example. I think Rusev is great. Right. He could be like the top monster too. heel in the and company. And Rusev Day is fun. It's fun because it's dumb. You know, and that's cool. That keeps him relevant while he's not doing anything that matters. But, you know, I want to see fucking some serious wrestling at some point. I want to see the product taken a little more serious. I agree. I'm also and that and that goes all around. I, there's a lot of guys in the indies that it was directed towards who, who uh, there's like this big trend in 2017 where it was like wrestling for the gifts. They didn't care if they were wrestling to have meaning or to work the crowd or to draw. They were wrestling so they get somebody can make a funny gif about they want them something online. to go viral Ooh. they want the exposure right so that's what i mean just dumb shit and i'm just i'm tired of it just take take it serious let's 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 have our fun comedy has its fucking place but let's not make our product fucking comedy and a parody of what wrestling is let's not say haha we're wrestlers it's fake wink wink i hate that shit so are people like res- wrestling great are there like uh wrestling for the uh like the the Joey Ryan dick flip moment, you know? They yeah. All, they all want their own viral moment. Everyone wants their dick flip. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wants their dick flip. We got our first awesome quote of 2018. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag everyone wants their dick flip. You know, so that, that's... dick flips. <laughs> right. <laughs> Boom. Why don't you just Get snag it, it and flip it and rub it down? Oh, no. Get it trending, ladies and gentlemen. I need a body bag. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, so Usos were the, the best tag So team. you think Usos were uh, the best tag team? Young Bucks... I disagree with Joe's statement and Mikey's agreement that they are uh, that the Young Bucks are more over than the Usos. Um, you're, to you guys and to your audience, to the general smart Mark crowd, for sure. Um, if you ever if you go to an elementary school and ask them who the Young Bucks are, they will not know. But I guarantee you that there are some kids who know the Usos. Well, let well, me. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let's so, look at all all around merch sales. Who's selling more Usos through WWE or? The Young Bucks through Hot Topic and I, Wrestling I, Tees and whatever I avenues would, they have. I would be curious to compare their merch sales to the New Day. Because I was surprised when I was looking up. Usos or Young Bucks? Uh, Young Bucks. The Bucks. Because I got to believe the Young Bucks are selling more merch than the Usos. I'd, oh, I oh, bet more than sure. the Usos. But, but, but I'm saying. The New Day, maybe. But compared to the New Day, I was surprised because, again, a couple months ago, I did some research on who was doing how many merch sales. And Usos were, or excuse me, New Day was selling a ton of fucking merch. Well, yeah, yeah. And so I. You know, I was I would be curious to see I would be curious to see who sells more merch there. Um but I will say just because uh you know uh diehard fans will buy more too. It's like the juggalos, if you think about like ICP and music. 
their fans, they probably sell more merch than a lot of mainstream artists, but that doesn't mean more people know who they are. It's just because they have more merch, more gimmicks. It's, you could, same thing with the New Day. Well, what, but, I, but I think it's the opposite, though. I think it's when you have a diehard base, they're willing to go out and buy almost everything they put out. Whereas if casual people <laughs> are going to buy something when they really like it. I'm a hardcore dude, they fan. I'm right. <laughs> so, you I know. Lunch boxes, drawers, socks. Right. Cereal. I'm <laughs> yeah, right, right. a cereal. <laughs> I mean, he's got Biggie on his day. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't, okay, Not today. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Biggie. Anyways, I'm just saying, you he's know. He's the so, first one with the, so, new, with the New Day pancake. So I mix. do think, you know, our viewpoint kind of skews, yeah, skews kind of the perception of where wrestling really is sometimes. Because we think, and we think what we like and what's over to us and what we would buy. But I think if you look elsewhere and you look mainstream and who knows what, most people know who the Young Bucks are. That, that's, a, that's a wrestling thing that you have, you have to follow wrestling to know. Whereas people know WWE and they might even know who, a lot of kids, little kids are going to know who the Usos are. Well, as of December 29th, uh, 2017, um, the top 15 selling items of the WWE shop were, number one was the Rusev Day shirt. Yeah. Number two was the one who gets it done by AJ Styles shirt. Number three was down since day, day one is H from the Usos. Number four was AJ Styles untouchable shirt. Then the St- Santa stunner from, from Austin was number five. Shield United, number six. Seth Rollins burn it down red shirt was number seven. The NWO retro t-shirt was eight. Ric Flair styling and profiling authentic uh, T was number nine. AJ Styles untouchable red was number 10. Uh, Elias's world tour was number 11. Braun monster among men was number 12. Finn's resurrection was 13. Seth Rollins, regular burn it down. Uh, I'm sorry. Seth Rollins, burn it down. Beanie hat was number 14 and the bar shirt from Seamus and Cesaro. Right. Was but number 15. But I do want to preface that too, because that's just WWE shop. You got to no, remember. And that's because we talk about how cool it is that, um, bullet club stuff is in hot topic yeah. and everything. Dirty stuff is in Walmart. You know what I mean? There's a, <laughs> so, uh, also Walmart is in hot, hot, hot topic. Too. Also right. hot topic. Right. So I mean, it's like we're talking all these things, but you don't realize dirty is literally everywhere. Yeah, they're right. in Meyer. Wal- yeah. Right. So it's 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 cool that a, a brand outside of dirty is making it into any mainstream mm-hmm. or any counterculture store, whatever. It's cool that they're in a store that's nationwide. Dirty is in all kinds of huge national chains, the biggest stores. It's just it's not a fair comparison so i just want i just want to keep things in perspective a little bit that's all i'm saying i i I think uh young bucks should should be in consideration for best tag team of the year um i still think usos had a better year anyways but i just think in general when we say these claims like oh uh, they're more over over to who uh to what audience are you referring to i bought antramama pancakes the new day's face was on them Totally relevant. <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably the blackest product you can think of. <laughs> You're damn right it is. Jesus. We are the nation. All right. A pancakes. All right. <laughs> we are the nation. buy them too. Bisquick nation. I love pancakes. Who don't love pancakes? All right. But anyways, I think Usos had a better year. And here's why I'll wrap it up real quick because so we've covered this in depth. Um, a year or two ago, Usos are one of the tag teams in the car rides that other guys would bury. Be like, how the fuck do these guys have jobs? Like, they don't look good. Their in-ring work is whatever. Like, how the fuck do these guys have jobs? I've never dogged their in-ring work. Well, well, they've never been bad, but they've never been good. They've never been. There's never been anything to watch. Then they had this year. 
and they've turned they reinvented themselves. They've they've and, turned heel, and I I swear to you, they are the coolest thing in tag team wrestling. IWD, and that's hard to be cool in WWE, especially in tag team, right? And they're cool. Yeah, you know what I mean, they're cool, and like, and they're still heels. Like, you still want to see them lose. They're but, not heel, really. They're like tweeners now. Yeah, well, whatever. Either way, I think they they have reinvented themselves in a way that makes people care. And I'm telling you, before that was one of those tag teams that we would be like, yeah, they're okay. They're okay. They look okay, but they don't look good. I mean, I, their in ring work is okay, but they weren't good. You know, everything about them, we'd be like, how the fuck do these guys have jobs? And now I look at them like they're the best thing tag team wrestling right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Young Bucks still have their claim. So again, again, it depends on what product you're following. I'm not a big fan of their in ring work, but again, I agree with all their genius marketing and all that stuff. Um, so I do think anybody that's claiming them would have a right to make that argument, but those are the two that I think for the year that you could make an argument. New Day is a distant third. All right. Uh, as for the winners of this, uh, the Usos did win, uh, for the best tag team of 2017 with 43% of the vote. Uh, New Day came in second with 29% of the vote and Young Bucks and Briscoes tied with 14% of the vote. Remember, which Matt told you what I just said. Which again, remember, our perspective is different than the the regular wrestling perspective, the regular fan perspective. Those are guys who only have access. You probably only two. Usos uh, wrestled face against Benjamin and Gable this week. Yeah, you know i I put out a tweet for our, us because you know it's it blows my mind when so many somebody says that the Young Bucks are killing the business. You know, like, oh, the way they wrestle, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I, I don't give a shit if you think that they're killing the business. If you, uh, you're you wrong because whatever's going on inside the ring does not change what they've done outside of the ring. They have created a marketing structure for anybody to become very well off with the right, push with their own machine behind them as long as you're putting forth the effort and Dre Wright's one of those guys actually yeah and without the WWE machine like yeah the Young Bucks have stuff in Hot Topic why did they have stuff in Hot Topic because uh, the owners of Hot Topic was like why don't we have these shirts in our stores at right on Wrestlemania weekend saw how many Bullet Club and other type of shirts were going on they, they were like why don't we have these sh- why isn't WWE letting us sell these they're blowing up and then someone was like they're not wwe stuff so that's how they got in touch with new japan to go ahead and get that stuff going and yes it's the biggest selling t-shirt um the bullet club is the second biggest selling t-shirt is that Ricky Morty shirt and hot topic for the year of 2017 which is not seeing as it was only in stores half the year you know all those it, it, so that's that's amazing was the Ricky Morty shirt was i don't know i just I was looking up uh, stats and everything like that. So it's it's just become the kind of norm now that they have a YouTube channel. Yes, they have uh, the stuff that they put they're putting out for merch. Yes, they got the hot topic and everything, but they're busting their asses to make this. You know, sure, it's it's a seven day a week job, and they're busting their asses and they're getting over their own way without 
a WWE machine behind them. So regardless if you want to say that they're killing the business because of their work inside of the ring, especially when they had all that shit with the MMA fighters the other day, uh, shortly after Final Battle, when there was that one little spot in the ring where there was drop kicks and they were like, this is the shit people watch. And Cody went off on it. Like we were talking about it you know, the other week. It does not change the fact that they have shown that you can get over monetarily without WWE marketing in a different way without WWE. Well, I mean, there's there's been other people that have done that before, but I definitely think in today's culture, what they've done is incredible in terms of that. Um, that said, I still think you could make that argument that they're killing the business. It's just that, uh, again, I, I don't think that they are, personally. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they are. I don't think any one person is going to be responsible for an entire business this huge falling. I think that would be absurd to even make a claim like that. Um, but you could say they're contributing to what's already been happening. But there's so much shit that's been dumb in wrestling that hasn't killed it yet that I think it's really hard to be like, oh, they're doing dumb shit and it's killing the business. Dude. Right. Anyways. If the Goblin right. of Duker didn't kill <laughs> right. the business, I think the business will survive the Young right. Bucks. Right. All right. That's what I'm saying. Right. All right. So, so. Next, next uh, category. Uh, best female superstar of 2017. Uh, we, as a collective, only had three people to pick from. Uh, we all were like this person, this person, this person, uh, easily. Um, Charlotte Flair, Asuka, and Alexa Bliss. And we'll start off with Orlando. Orlando, who do you pick to take this one? Uh, this is a hard one. Uh, between those three, I would put Charlotte at three. And then my top two, I want my natural instinct to say Asuka, but when you think about the year and you think about the full year as you really analyze it, I think Alexa probably had a better year. Um, she won both of the titles. She's been like the franchise of both shows as the woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlotte just now got that title back and really wasn't as big of a deal as she should have been when she came to SmackDown. Do you think that kind of, uh, cause they were starting a little run with her and then obviously Rick went out, uh, went down. And so she was kind of off TV for two months. Maybe. I mean, I never know. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I just think they dropped the ball with her for a while anyways. I just think they... They didn't know what to do, and I think they, they're so obsessed with trying to give everyone equal opportunities that they just start to kind of hot potato the belt. Like, Natalia had it, and Naomi had it. And it was No, it was ba- after Alexa dropped it. Uh, Alexa Naomi. had it, but then Naomi took it, then Natty, then Right, now Charlotte. Charlotte. They didn't just, really hot potato that's that, it. Yeah, no, I can't say that was hot potato. But, but I just mean, like, were those really the most overwoman deserving of that belt? You think they deserved that belt more than Charlotte would have? I, I just I think it's the one to rush the title on her. I think Natty got it because because of Charlotte leaving. I I, I think Natty because with that two months where Charlotte was gone, you know, to be by you know her father's bedside when you know he may have been again twenty percent chance of living. Uh, you know, I, I have a feeling off. that I, right. Either way, I just think she fell off because of that or not. Mm-hmm. She fell off, so she's my third. Okay. Um, I think. You could make an argument for Asuka because she's been the most dominant woman of the year. But NXT isn't the same as being on the main roster. Mm-hmm. So my gut is now, my gut was to go with Asuka, but when you think about it, to me it's Alexa. All right. Z. Um, I see where your is coming from, but being undefeated in NXT and still on the main roster to this day is quite the feat. So I think Asuka takes this one. Although I do, I do agree with you. Alexa Bliss's year has kind of come out of nowhere, and like when she first, you know, came on to the main roster, we really didn't know how she was going to be, and she 
grabbed the ball and she ran with it and she did a great job. Obviously, that's why she held both titles. She was the only reason but Murphy and uh, Blake were over when they were tag champions. Yeah, but regardless, that's not, was that uh, Asuka, this year? No. Asuka's yeah. never lost in a match yet. Like, I mean, it could be another year for all we know. I mean, it won't be because now she's on the main roster. But, I mean, that's a pretty impressive feat either way you look at it. Joe? Yeah, I think it was Asuka as well. Um, I would definitely give Alexa, like, most improved female wrestler of the mm-hmm. year because she was pretty green when she – a lot of people were questioning when she first got called up to the main roster from NXT, and I don't know whether I that was, was in 2017 or not. but 2016, she, but – But uh, she's definitely come miles since then and made herself a major player on both shows because she was on – SmackDown and Raw, but um, I I still want I'd still put I kind of disagree with Orlando's I still put Charlotte right up there too just because overall she is the best I think in the division I think she's the most talented I agree with that I just don't think she's had the best year and I think some of that was being derailed by Rick's illness um but I I just think if she's that good and I believe her to be that good that when you're the best you're you're always the best so it's like unless she's like seriously out of the picture it's like kind of always her year because she's the best you know smitty uh i think oscar had the best year i was like like the dominance thing is one thing but then like see she also like people don't make a big deal of it but she broke goldberg's undefeated streak his record for his undefeated streak this year within this year and i know that's your boy that, that's your boy, Orlando. But and those Who's are next? real numbers, not WWE. Those are real numbers. Made up numbers. <laughs> I so, like the made up numbers better. Though. <laughs> Eighty-seven, twenty-eight. He was what? just ten and now he's hundred and seventy-six. He's had sixteen matches in four days. Guy is unbeatable. He's nuts. He opened so, and closed the show. I also agree with Twice. Joe with the uh, Charlotte thing. Like, yeah, Charlotte's derailment. Only the reason she probably she would have been number one if it was not for. The fact that like she was sidelined because of Rick's illness, and like I believe, I do believe that Charlotte has better matches than Oscar for the most part because most Oscar's matches are squash matches. And I mean, unless you're facing Emma twice in two days. I mean, her match with Ember Moon wasn't. No, she honestly she didn't even, really even, get squash matches. Even the until match after she Emma. just had against Alexa Bliss, they, couple they got, segments. They I mean, she definitely time. yeah they dominates, but she does not squash. Well, she dominates the way that Nia Jax should dominate, if that's the case. Maybe. Ask kicker just come on all different sizes. Look at Taz and ECW. He's not a big dude, but you believe that he was an ass kicker and could run through people. Oh, yeah. I'm from Queens, New York. I believe they're going to kick my ass. All right, guys. I got to go. That's because you have, like, weird fucking stereotypes. Yeah, that is a really weird thing. He's from Queens. He can kick my ass. Yeah. There's that's a lot like, of gay people from Queens that are probably. Not, not, oh wait, I shouldn't say gay because that's. <laughs> <laughs> I just started having all gay people this week. That's not what I meant. And I know, yeah. I've actually been to Queens. Me too. The only time I've actually kind of been scared of being inside of a black neighborhood. What? Well, cool. anyways. Yeah. So, so you're a pussy, but let's move on. <laughs> suck it, bitch. <laughs> you just get mad and he just called you a pussy to your face. Well, at least he said it to your face and not behind your back. No, Which, but I appreciate it. But anyway, <laughs> anyway. I think he's trying to shake your hand for calling him a pussy. <laughs> to my face. <laughs> but anyways, I just think uh yeah, it was those three are definitely your top three for sure. Um one and two I think it changed. I think Charlotte, because she dropped off, should not be in that 
should not have the best year. I do think I agree with Joe. I think she's the best woman overall, but I just not the best year. All right. Uh, well, the winner of the best female superstar of 2017 with 70% of the vote is Alexa Bliss. Asuka took 20%. Charlotte took 10%. Um, I will say this. I agree with the Asuka win. I mean, I'm sorry, the Alexa Bliss win because Alexa Bliss held a championship on Raw and SmackDown all but 79 days of the year. She was the most, regardless of a win-loss record, she, holding that title, she was the most dominant woman in WWE. Right, she's the franchise player yeah. on both brands. Yeah, 100%. And they trusted her. They gave her the Raw title before they gave Charlotte the SmackDown title. So they trusted that she would take over the... She was so she was the first person to hold the Raw and the SmackDown Women's Championships. And Charlotte became the first woman to hold the Divas Raw and SmackDown Women's yeah. Championships. And so they gave the, that honor to Alexa Bliss because they knew that she could run with it, and she has. Man, she is like you know Joe said, she was the most improved woman, and she had great matches, uh, matches that had people talking, not just because of the outfits that she wore, which were a lot of comic book based, but just. In, inside the ring. Have you noticed they stopped giving her a little bit, her little Harley Quinn look since Liv Morgan got yeah. called up? No, I was just about to say, like, she kind of did that in the beginning of her run to maybe garner a little attention, but the latter part of her run, she's just like herself now. Also, no, currently, they, I know they took the Harley Quinn thing away. Yeah, they kinda, she, they're trying like, to give it at the Liv Morgan. Before, I'll, I'll give you that, like, you know, maybe at the beginning of the year or when she first started to get relevant. Uh, no, because even the shirt that said Mary Blissmas had the Harley Quinn Alexa Bliss look. On it, so I mean, maybe not so much in person, but her merch still totally has the Harley Quinn type stuff. Maybe I don't know. I'm not paying uh, attention to her merch. No. <laughs> Up next ass. is the best male superstar of 2017. So there were four choices here: Chris Jericho, AJ Styles, Cody Rhodes, or Kenny Omega. Uh Smitty, who would you pick? The best male superstar. Um, myself, personally, I wrote with Cody, but I know that probably went to AJ for sure. I'm just asking you who you want. So I, you, I, your vote is for Cody. Yeah. Okay. And why? Cody had an amazing year as a ROH champion for the most part. And I'm um, saying, he, he not only did he defend that championship in ROH, he defended it in outside indie companies. I think us being the marks that we are. We we in our hearts believe that ROH has a bigger impact on things than it I really know. does. You know, as I was say, this is a personal. And God, I love them. No one, no one loves ROH say, more than I do. But you know, let's be honest. Personal, they're opinion. not making Once the again, biggest waves in the ocean. Personal opinion, right? Say we all know who took this category. Say we all say. I, I think Omega had a great year. First U.S. champion for New Japan. Even though you haven't heard about many of his title defenses, but he had a good year as well. But it's like Cody had a good year. He lost at the end of the year his title in the year to Dalton Castle. And you say, ah, my little mixed review on that match was, and you would have better perspective than I would. Uh, AJ had a great year too. 
and it's just WWE. This is just he's over. He's more exposed than the rest of these guys. All right. So, Joe, I'd have to give it to AJ. Um, I'd say it's probably just because Jericho wasn't around the whole year. Um, because I think the impact that he made while he was here was tremendous, but I think that he was not around for probably half the year, a little bit more, probably just kind of disqualifies him from that. And as somebody said, AJ's had more exposure than Kenny Omega, even though Kenny Omega's done some groundbreaking things. I just think more eyes six are on AJ. Six star matches. Right. Seven star, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, six and a quarter star. Yeah. The, like what the second a, one. The... When is going I, I, I just think more eyes have been on AJ and, you know, AJ's been at the top. Like like we said at the beginning of the show, he, he started the year champion, finished the year champion. He's been at the top of the card most of the year. There's a while where he... They were trying to push Ginger and and uh, Ginger? AJ was doing yeah Ginger, <laughs> Ginger's Ginger old Ball. Ginger's old partner from Three MB, uh, Ginger, and then AJ was in the U.S. title hunt and picture, but uh, he's since moved back to the top of the card, and he's obviously the main focus of SmackDown and probably one of the main focuses company wide uh, without Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. I mean, if we were talking about the you know if the merch sales, he had three of the top ten shirts. You know, he, so. he, well, he's got some cool looking stuff. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, it just whether you like wrestling or not, his his gear looks sweet. You yep. know, and part of it because it's basic, yeah. right? Yeah, you know, Orlando sometimes less is more. Um, yeah, I, I'm leaning towards AJ out of those three, right? right no, it was uh, Jericho, AJ, Cody, and Kenny Omega. Okay, yeah. Well, Jericho again would, would if if he had been there the whole year, then who knows? You know what I mean? I think Jericho was so over mm-hmm. that like. He really could have been anything this year, um, but because he wasn't, <laughs> then I think a lot of people had good years though. I, I think you know they they weren't on the they didn't make our list, but I think Kevin Owens deserved a shout on that list. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely a good runner up. I mean, he had that he had a really nice segment uh, with Vince and all that stuff. He's had a lot of good moments this year. I think he's kind of helped carrying the heel side of the the blue brand. I think Miz should have been on that list. Miz, yeah, Miz. Uh, a lot of people should have. I, I, I agree. Cody should be on that list. The, Cody three, the three guys in, in the top of the running, I mean, they've all three of them had excellent years, yeah. you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Marty Skrull uh, could have been on that list as well. Yeah, Marty Skrull had a breakout year. Yeah, so Cody, uh, I think, is has uh, kind of uh, deserved to be on that list too. That said, AJ wins. <laughs> AJ's had good matches with everybody. He had uh, the best match with Brock in years. He's just he's carried everybody. He's carried everything. Sometimes he's been given dog shit, and he's he's still found a way to make us care about him and to care about what he's doing. And uh, I I think probably there's less than ten people I really care about watching wrestling at this point, mm-hmm. and he's one of them. You know what I mean? And that's you know I I'm a jaded ass bitter wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> But when I watch AJ, I, I still care, and I still want to watch and see what he's doing, and I still want to see his matches. I think we agree with that as, as a jaded, bitter fan for years, and a jaded, bitter wrestler. Yeah, I just think in general, though, he's just... To think that he could go to WWE and be as successful as he's been has been um, surprising. Right. Uh, he's a top guy. And, and, and you can tell he's respected as such because... Brock Lesnar put him over, even though he lost to Brock. Like Brock put him mm-hmm. over, and Brock is, he sold for him like a million bucks, right. dude. And Brock doesn't have to put anybody over, right? Say so Heyman put him over after, yeah, the match. before and after. So yeah, I, AJ is my 
is my guy here, I think. Um, Just most consistent. My pick, and I know we're saying that uh, a lot of the stuff is because he wasn't there. That's kind of why it takes him out of the running. But I still think Chris Jericho is the superstar of, two, of, of 2017. Just for the simple fact that he had the best angle in WWE, the most over angle in WWE. Then in November shows up in New Japan has and now has – Right, then – Blows up sales for the tickets in for Wrestle Kingdom twelve. You know they were stayed, They said it themselves. They were twenty at one point. There were twenty thousand more tickets sold at uh, in the beginning of December for Wrestle Kingdom uh, twelve than there were last year for Wrestle Kingdom eleven. You know, and you have to say that that part of that is Chris Jericho. Oh. He dude, he's nineteen ninety nine. He debuted in WWE. Right, nineteen ninety nine. 2017 is the first year he has made a splash anywhere other than WWE. That's almost 20 year run as a WWE guy. He even said it. He went to Vince six weeks before it was announced. Hey, uh, I'm just letting you know this is coming. I'm not asking for permission. You know, but I'm 100% talent. I'm just letting you know. So you're not like, what the hell? And he said Vince was happy for him and Vince couldn't wait to see what happened. Chris Jericho to me has just been the most polarizing figure in professional wrestling in 2017. So to me, that's why he's he was my pick for who I thought was the male superstar of 2017. Polarizing like you think like some people hated him, some people liked him? Well, of course, because at the beginning he was a heel, and now he's even playing heel right now, you know, which is against Kenny Omega, but then, you know, he went face with the list. There was, again, man, it took a well, while for that list to catch on. Technically, Omega's still technically heel. Not in this program. Yeah, not in this program. No way, shape, or form. Not, Jericho, Jericho shows up is, and gave him color? Yeah, Jericho's a clear-cut heel in this program. Maybe things will change when Kenny's facing another opponent, but in this program, we're speaking, it's Kenny is the face. <laughs> 100%. Kenny it, is the face. That's going... Festival of Friendship was probably the best segment on wrestling t- TV this year. Yeah, it that was. was I mean, going back to the kind of silly being entertaining, but damn it, it was freaking entertaining. Yeah, you know, I mean, that was so well done, so entertaining, and that was all Jericho's mind. Yeah, that was the thing. And Jericho was like, "I want to do this. And I want to do this. I want to." He do had this. to fight for that too. Yeah, because uh, he got it okayed with Vince beforehand, but Vince was not at Raw that week. Mm-hmm. And Triple H was like shitting on that, like telling him, no, like you're not going to do this. And Jericho fought fucking tooth and nail to get it done. He even like called Vince like on his cell phone and like made him tell Triple H like, yeah, this is the plan. This is what we agreed on. So like much to Triple H's chagrin, the Festival of Friendship happened. And wouldn't you know, it was, it was like the overs- greatest most, segment of the, the year, right? you know, and we're not, look, man, it's not like Triple H is infallible, you know, and he took no. the roof off of war games. Yeah, yeah, I don't <laughs> understand know? that. He, he's he's made some he's made some questionable uh, decisions as well. But at the same time, NXT is one of the hottest brands in fucking wrestling. He beat Jinder Mahal also, in India. Can, can I say a thing about uh, NXT real quick? Whatever, uh, we can get into rumors later about how Drew McIntyre got in trouble for a tweet. Okay. <laughs> uh, or, or, since we got the little radio silence now. Uh, so there's a a current rumor because we we brought up NXT and this reminded me of this. So uh, Drew McIntyre got some heat about a tweet he put out to real what to Will Osprey because Will Osprey's uh, uh contract with Japan is up this spring. Uh, it's, it's something about like welcome to the cl- I forgot what it was exactly. I had it pulled up like uh, earlier today. 
There's a rumor that Will, Will Ospreay's in, uh, he's in negotiation with WWE to go to NXT or 205. Okay. And pretty much Drew McIntyre made a, or Drew Galloway, whatever you want to call him. Let the cat out of the bag when he yeah. shouldn't have. Yeah, kind of hinted letting the cat out of the bag about Will Osprey being in negotiations. I didn't even hear about that until you just said it. I, I yeah. don't really know what's going on with that. Yeah, look up his look up Drew McIntyre's. Uh, maybe deleted by now, but his Twitter feed. I'm sure right. even if there is a little heat on that, it's it's nothing major and it'll pass. And I don't think he's going to lose his job over something like that. Well, he won't lose his job. Over so the best male superstar of 2017. As voted on by the fans, AJ Styles with fifty three percent of the vote, AJ Styles. Thanks for burying that there, uh, Smitty. You're great. It's not a burial. It's just, yeah, you don't know. Everyone, everyone at this table said Oscar except for two people, and Alexa won. So you just assumed. Uh, Chris Jericho came in second with twenty seven percent of the vote. Cody Rhodes thirteen percent of the vote. Kenny Omega with seven percent. Now, wow. these, there are some categories that we wanted to get out there that uh, we weren't able to. So let's just go around the table real quick with some of these. Um, your best heel of 2017, Joe. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. All right. Orlando. Yeah, I, I think Kevin Owens. Uh-huh. Miz. I'm a, Miz, yeah. I actually, oh. I'm, yeah, I'm going to say Miz. I, I think Miz was the they're, best. I think they're... Close ba- yeah, real neck and neck. Uh, but yeah, I definitely think uh, the Miz. Someone put Strowman on this list, and he's he's just not a heel. Not anymore. He, he was the start of the year, but I mean, again, he never it's, really he's was, marketed though. as a heel, but he, he's too. He never over. cheated. He was never a coward. You know, he, but he's a dominant. There are things such uh, as dominant heels, though, right? And he would beat the shit out of people but before they, and after. Even matches. dominant heels in the past have used it underhand. Tactics and Braun doesn't really so, never has done that. Well, he's supposed to be a monster heel, so I mean, monster heels don't need to. Not every bad guy needs to cheat. Like Kane, Kane doesn't need to cheat when he's heel. Nor does Big Show. All right, next one. Uh, but who won? I said that we we didn't uh, get these out, okay. so we're just going over talking okay. ourselves. Such okay. a you don't you don't listen very well. I'm halfway listening. That's not good, seeing as you have to pay attention <laughs> to everything that's going on. I drink a lot. Um, next category up, uh, we were talking about best uh, best face or heel turn uh, for 2017. Something that was just like, oh my god, that was really good, and maybe even most out of no- out of nowhere was it, uh, Smitty. Uh, I said it was Enzo's heel turn on two, the one the two hundred five. Okay, Orlando. I guess now that I'm thinking about it again, Zane's turn, I guess. Mm -hmm. All right, Joe. I I agree with uh, Zane. Yeah, I'm also in agreement with Sami Zayn because even being at Hell in a Cell, not once, like even we were talking about it, we were predicting that Sami was going to help Shane. Like that's the only way Shane can win is if, you know, Shane goes over, it's because that and it's going to somehow lead to a feud. Uh, between Sammy and Kevin again, but still really good. Um, and then we have, uh, excuse me, the biggest swerve of 2017. Something you just did not see coming. And we'll kick off with Orlando. Well, I think the winner here is Jericho mm-hmm. and the Omega thing. But I think there's been a couple of decent swerves. And I think, 
Uh, something I didn't see coming was uh, Kevin Owens beating up Vince. I think that that deserves a mention here. So, all right, Joe. Uh, I agree that it was the Jericho Omega thing. Uh, no, nobody ever would have. Because Jericho's mentioned a million times over that he's a WWE guy and he will never ever work again for another wrestling company but WWE. Then to see him, you know, do this and have such an impact that it did, to me, that's clear cut winner. Do you think? Um, and I'm not sure if we ever really got into this, but do you think with the whole Jericho cruise and him asking to use NXT talent and them this after months like a, saying no, an F you to them? no, not an F you. I don't know because he would not have gone to Vince and let him know what was going on if it was an F you. But do you think that that's what kind of turned his thought process of I'll never work anywhere but WWE? So you're saying like maybe this would have never happened if they would allowed him to have NXT on his cruise instead yeah. of Ring of Honor? Yeah. For sure, I, really? I, you, I don't. I, you can't say for sure. I'd say that's a good. That could. That could have. Uh, I don't know that. Like it. Like you just said. I don't know that it was done out of slight. Right. But yeah. I definitely don't think it was. It done obviously out of got the ball rolling, the wheels turning for him to have to get in contact with other sources, including Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. which, which as we yeah. all know is basically married to New Japan, mm-hmm. which. Probably ACMLO. did open the door for this, and I I know for uh. uh Cyrus the virus, Don Callis had a lot to do with this too, mm-hmm. um, behind the scenes. So, you know, yeah, you might be onto something there. I don't think it was out of slight, but I just think it was just like out of a, a domino effect out of uh, things that were happening circumstance wise. Maybe, yes. Orlando. Right. We've talked about the Young Bucks being kind of marketing geniuses. Mm-hmm. Jericho is a pretty good marketing oh, genius yeah. himself. He's brilliant. He knows how to, you know, uh, get his name out there. I mean, the guy was on Dancing with the Stars for Christ's sake. Right. Uh, so Second he, place. Right, he's got his band thing. So he, he constantly is kind of thinking of a way to work the fans up and to, and to make a splash himself. So I think he's smart enough to know going to New, Jan- New Japan would have been uh, a bigger deal than him coming back to WWE for the 18th time. Mm-hmm. Smitty. And your biggest swerve. Oh, so my biggest swerve, honestly... And mine wasn't in WWE. It wasn't in Japan. It was actually when the Briscoes turned on Bully. Really? Okay. You didn't see that coming? I saw like it coming. the entire program? Well, I, I kind of saw it coming, but I thought Bully was going to swerve on Bully would turn on the Briscoes. Oh, okay. come on. Hold now. on. Hold on. Let me fucking mark. Do you know what a swerve is? Okay. Well, like a swerve is something you didn't see coming. Okay. Sorry, I didn't see coming. Sami Zayn turned on yeah, on a cell match. Like that's a swerve. You're right, right? Because you didn't see that coming. Because KO and Sammy had done such a great job of making Build the audience the believe that they freaking like hate each other. Yeah, like, you know, tooth and nail. You know, and then all of a sudden, like, oh, we used to be best friends, and now we are again. You know? Yeah, you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a swerve. Yeah, uh, I, let's like, if we talk about on that aspect. So, like, that well, aspect, that is what it is. It's not an aspect. It's, it's, not, it's not, as- not like it's, you're looking at a different cocksucker. Let me finish. It's not an aspect. It's a definition. Yeah. <laughs> so, so my thing was like when I said when I, I thought Bully would turn on the Briscoes, it seemed like Bully had more hostility toward the Briscoes than the Briscoes had toward him during that whole thing. Uh, maybe Mark, but but Jay was pretty hostile throughout. Yeah, but you say I I pretty much think saw Bully being who he was. That's still not a swerve though. No, because you—that's what the conversation. You is. knew that was going to happen. You knew it was like it was I like was, I never, you knew that Ko and Jericho was eventually going to lead to a conflict. You knew that same thing was going to happen with Bully Ray and the Briscoes. I knew it was going to happen, but I didn't think it was thinking going the way it did. Well, I, if you knew it was going to happen, 
even though one side started it, not the other, it's still like you're kind of expecting it, which basically disqualifies it from being a swerve. Idiot. <laughs> it's just saying. The king of wrong side will get his belt back, you jackass. That's fine. You can go ahead and claim you can, but you, you won't. Up next, all right, let's get into all of the things going on uh, with uh, wrestling in the past two weeks. So the Women's Royal Rumble is obviously the largest talk in wrestling right now. It's the first time ever that the women are having their own Royal Rumble on the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. Coming off the heels of the Mae Young Classic, which was one of the most successful women's tournaments. Not the first, but one of the more, more successful ones. Definitely partly because the WWE machine was behind it. But also, it got a lot of names out there. A lot of people. Tony Storm is rolling through some of the indie promotions now after her promotion. Yeah, Candice Ray is now on NXT. Uh, Piper Nevin is uh, on rolling through some of the indies as well. And and look, there's yeah the people that NXT brought in, you know, uh, Sarah Logan uh, that are now on featured on uh, main programming. But again, people on the indies, their booking mount went up. You know, because of this. So now the WWE is doing a Women's Royal Rumble, and there was a huge announcement this week. Before this week, if we were having a show last week, I would have flipped the fuck out. Because two weeks ago on Raw, Asuka announced that she was taking, uh, putting putting her name in the hat for the Women's Royal Rumble. And right then I was like, oh, this is the stupid fucking thing in the world. Why wouldn't you give Asuka the title? Yeah, I would have went off because that's what we were talking about the week before that. And then this week, she beats Asuka beats Alexa Bliss. So By now submission. It kinda, yeah, now it seems more like Asuka's going to take the title before Rumble or maybe uh, – it has to be before because otherwise there's no reason to pull her name out of the hat for the Women's Royal Rumble. So th- therefore, it seems like now Asuka is no longer in the Women's Royal Rumble. But uh, – I kind of disagree with you on that. Why? Because I just think it's – going to be something sloppily done by wwe and she'll probably not get a title shot beforehand and end up going in the rumble anyway because so okay we, so we were talking about this last days ago like that especially lately okay so who do you think is going to win the women's royal rumble then oscar yeah yeah i think a, a raw woman wins the rumble that'll, like, a double cement wins that the she should rumble. be the one to fight alexa so you don't think ronda rousey's coming showing up i think she will but i don't think she'll win you think they're bringing in Ronda? You think they'll bring in Ronda Rousey to lose? Oh, uh, to set up something where her, yeah. Shayna Baszler, she, she might be Charlotte one of the last Becky. four in the ring. Uh, Arlanda, were you just sipping like that's none of your business? Is that what that was? No, <laughs> I was just curious to hear the opinion. Uh, no, I, I think if you bring in Ronda, she has to win. But the, again, it's the Royal Rumble, so you can pull some type of shenanigans, mm-hmm. which leads to her doing something else. It's like um, something like a big. So, like, so it's not it's not out of the realm of possibility that she doesn't win. But if I'm booking this thing and I'm bringing in Ronda Rousey, the hottest female sports star right now, period, I'm bringing her in. She's winning. Yeah, you know we were talking about it uh, two weeks ago, and I said, okay, with Ronda in, who wins? Without Ronda in. Who wins? So the same thing is going to be applied to Joe and Orlando. Joe, with Ronda, who do you think is winning the Women's Royal Rumble? I think it's Oscar both, and both w- ways. Both ways? All right. Orlando. I think, like I said, again, you can pull some shenanigans where she gets involved in some other way, but, but I think if you bring her in, the best thing to do would be to have her win. Just okay, now, imagine, I bet you people, most people expect 
what Orlando said to go down. And then if Ronda somehow doesn't win, that's you got some shock value there. You got, yeah, a, you but, got but, a, you got a conversation but I think, point. But I think, I think it's like if you bring in Ronda and she loses to Oscar, I think it puts heat on Oscar. But if she still looks strong and like, you know, like right. some and, shenanigans, some, right. someone who's already been eliminated pulls her out or something, right. you know, which, which could happen. But I, but I still think Ronda's if she shows up, so with, and I'm booking this. She wins without with, her. Yeah, Oscar. I I just don't think there's another woman who who isn't already champion that would have a chance at realistically winning this thing. So two weeks ago, I said that Oscar wasn't even going to touch the Royal R- Women's Royal Rumble. I think I agreed with you. On yeah, that point. and I said that Oscar is either going to be in a title match for the title. Actually, I said she was going to be in a title match for the title at the Rumble. She was going to be facing Alexa for Alexa's title, which still could happen. Um, but now I think that Asuka might hold that title beforehand just to confirm that she's not in the Rumble. Because I, I, I don't, you put Asuka in that match, you, she has to win. But if she wins, you're killing the chance of any other superstar looking like they can have a shot at her. I think what's going to happen if Ronda doesn't show up, is Paige is going to win that Rumble. And that kind of falls a little bit away, but I think they can get away with the concussion thing for four weeks. You know, it, it kind of just happened at the house show. Um, I think Paige takes that title, and I think Paige faces Asuka at Mania. I mean, that that makes logical sense. Yeah. Um, well, I, that, that's also logical. a possibility. Uh I just think if Oscar's in that damn thing, and and this is one hundred percent, I don't believe Oscar's going to be in it. I, I, which is because like, you're right. If right. Oscar's in it, Oscar wins. Right? Like you can't like, have Oscar lose, or she has to be eliminated under t- some type of shenanigans. No, too. you can't. You, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, those are the only things you can do I, I when she's in that match. Only other thing is, if both Absolution and a Riot Squad just go ahead and just beat the, all six of those girls, beat the hell out of her, and throw her out. Uh, again, that means shenanigans. No, that's not shenanigans. It still puts a damper into her undefeated streak. Any match she's in, she has won. So even if it's she doesn't win this one and it's because she gets eliminated, that's a loss. It's you're officially killing her undefeated. You can't have shenanigans with an Oscar loss. You can try and you know like maybe she didn't even enter. You know, and then that's how she loses or whatever. Right. I just, or she yeah. jump, jump, or she is jumping beforehand. Yeah, it's very hand. possible. It's been happen- it's happened plenty of times. But before. I'm going to tell you 100%, I don't believe Asuka is touching that match. I do hope, in my opinion, that they speed up the rumble times so I'm not sitting through two different fucking hour long matches. Well, according to the announcement by the one and only Raw general manager, the Women's Royal Rumble is going to be done under the exact same rules as the men's Royal Rumble. With 30 people? 30 women. 30, 30 women. Uh, 30 women is, uh, I'm trying to find out the exact pull on it because it was something, they had everything, uh, and it, it just went away. I just, I just don't think that they have enough women that are over enough to be in that Rumble to make us care for an hour. This is why they're going to expose some NXT talent during the Rumble. Sure, I, I know that, but but I'm just saying, who the fuck do you really think has a chance of winning? Uh, uh, for men or women? Women. Men, I think I think you got enough guys where they could, you know, let, uh, let over talent. I just read a rumor on that one, and that kind of pissed me off because I'm tired of these old heads winning. 
Uh, they said they said they're gonna set up Cena versus AJ for uh, Mania. I said the women. So oh no, I'm just about the whole Cena winning the, women the women's rumble. I could see that totally. <laughs> well, I mean, he is no, a free can. agent and all. You know, <laughs> go to the women's division if you want. Fuck, you can go to two hundred five live. He's Cena. It's a free fucking agent. Yeah, you still wouldn't be able to see him though. Not at all. Um, so the Royal Rumble, thirty people, and I, I can't. Is it minute intervals or two minute intervals? That's the thing I had. That he I said had it was up. the regular time. Ninety second. That's also up in 90 seconds. 90 seconds. Don't they start at like two and then eventually they switch it to 90 second? No, it's it's always two, but they did, they did do, I think, the 95 rumble under 90 second rules. Also, the uh, 60 90 man, second would be also better. Also, the 60 man Royal Rumble was under 90 seconds. 60? 60 man. I mean, 50 man, whatever it was. 40? 40. 40, dude. Yeah, well, the real one, fuck it. <laughs> uh, Nobody cares so, about that rumble anyway. Okay, so they did never announce, saw it, actually. They never announced the amount of time in between each person, each entrant. But 30 superstars in both. Eliminations occur when a superstar is thrown over the top rope and both feet touch the floor. And both winners earn a title match at WrestleMania. So, obviously, it's a title match. Doesn't matter which title they go for. Maybe maybe Carmella finally cashes in. Maybe there's something there. Unless one of those titles was on the line, I don't see Carmella cashing in. Okay, so... One... Is thirty women too much? Because we were talking about this too again when we were having a conversation. Yes. About yeah, it. that's like their whole roster plus some. Yeah, they're gonna have to bring in some free agents. You have and seventeen how many, women. The issue is how many women are over enough that you care that they're gonna bring in. As I said, I think this is gonna be a, one of those things where they showcase some of the NXT. That's, women, what, I, that's what I'm just saying. I hope women. they speed up the intervals because if it's two minutes in between each, just sixty minutes at least. And I think 60 minutes is way too long when there's only a handful of people that you, you care you, about. Or a handful of people you care about and a handful of people that can actually win this thing. Otherwise, it's basically a bunch of enhancement talent in there. It's almost like a job or rumble. You know what I mean? With with the exception of, you know, half the people. But isn't that what most rumbles are? Yes. No, that. man. I, I think... the rumble, one rumble where you actually looked at it and say, oh, this guy could possibly win. I think... I think you, I'm going to look and say, Heath Slater could possibly win a you, rumble. You mean you didn't have faith in Bush, Bushwhacker Luke? <laughs> right, or Santino <laughs> sure, Morales? Sure. I think there's some, jobber, some jobbers in the rumble. I think there's enough in the, the men's rumbles every year where there's at least a believable, oh, this guy could win, this guy could win, this guy could win. In this women's rumble, there's like two people that you think... Could win. Unless they put the champions in there. Because the only other two you would have voted for beforehand that could possibly win are the champions. Right. What what are uh, Alexa and Charlotte uh, doing that day? You know, like, we don't know yet. Exactly. So I don't think I think they, they will possibly put like give this first so, yes, rumble to. Page. To answer your question, Mikey, yes, 30 is too much, I think. I think 20 would have been perfect. So there are 22 women. On the on the roster between NXT SmackDown and Raw. Nope, just, just on Smackdown Raw and SmackDown. And Raw? Okay. Now that includes the two Bellas, okay, uh, as well as Maurice and Maria Kanellis. Okay, Maurice is pregnant, Does, and and includes the champions. I think so Maria Kanellis is pregnant Ma- Maria, too. So Maria here's the thing. Pregnant. So let me say, twenty-two. You take out the champions. That's twenty. You take out the two pregnant women, that's 18, right? Brie, maybe she makes her return. Maybe not. It's very possible. But we're going to keep both Bellas in 
just in case. That is 18. If everyone is healthy, that leaves two spots with a 20-woman Royal Rumble for a surprise or an NXT or both. A 20 would have been perfect. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. With 30, you now have 12 people to right. fill spots. And and they can do a couple from NXT, but then you still have eight other ones. They're so, all going to be uh, May Young Classic yeah, participants. You'll have, you'll have Nikki Cross, you'll have Ember Moon, you'll have uh, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. And then you'll have some jabronis, and then maybe fucking Melina shows up. I think... <laughs> <laughs> so you, I'd you, like to see some old... You see, I'd like to see like a yeah. Beth Phoenix and a Trish Stratus Or a fucking Alondra Blaze. Or Alita. Alondra, throw Alondra Blaze on that. Alita's not as touching that She's not touching that rumble. She's she is, bait up. Yeah, she is made of glass. She bought his glasses, Hogan. If the Iron Sheik can waddle the fuck down, <laughs> Lita can come down and be in there for 30 seconds uh, and take a nice easy bump out. I would like to see Blaze in that role. She looked like she was still in pretty good shape when she was at the Hall of Fame a year or two ago. Right. And I, I think trucks. I would like to see her in that rumble. If they're going to throw in these surprises, which I think you're going to see more surprises yeah. in the women's rumble out of necessity yep. than you are the men's. Then I think it's got to be names that are actually going to pop. You. I think Alondra Blaze showing up after all these years would would be a yeah, pop for it'd be me. Cool, be like a Beth Phoenix, Trish, I think a Beth Molly Phoenix Holly, Melina. Cool. Yeah, I think Melina is going to be in there for some. I just my brain keeps telling me Melina's showing up and doing the splits. <laughs> but that's that's Charlotte's. This is my wish list, maybe. I don't know. Let's say I think lots of those interests that we are looking for, where we're not, we don't know it's going to be. They're going to be May Young Classic participants. Yeah, I, I do too. But I just think, how over are they going to be? Not Jazzy Gabbert. Why not? Oh, she was going to sign with WWE, and they uh, dropped her like a bad habit when she, her physical came back, and she had some herniated discs. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was a uh, very injury prone. Well, and she was a... really pissed off about that too. She's due to be injury prone. So. I liked her. I uh, I thought she was great too. Yeah, I, was I will say this: I think it's too much, but I get it. Because if you're trying to say if your entire women's revolution yep. is based on we're just as good as the men, everything we do is equal, which is bullshit. But sure, <laughs> then it is. Yeah, let's see Alexa Bliss versus Brock Lesnar. See see if they're equal then. Okay, so then that's okay, well. That, I mean, come on. I mean, that's, so you want to see? Would you see Ronda Rousey versus Brock Lesnar? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's probably be a similar result. Okay, but so are you trying to say that the bantamweight title then in UFC wasn't as important as the UFC heavyweight championship no, because but it, Ronda Rousey held but it? No one was Ra- claiming that they were like of uh, being equal. They're well. To be fair, Ronda Rousey said she could beat fucking uh, Mayweather's ass, and Mayweather would have smoked her. It would have been <laughs> yeah, so no, brutal. No, no, and and Ma- you know, Mayweather's no, half the size of Lesnar. Funny, which is so funny. I don't think that's true because Mayweather is a user of his hands. Ronda would use her whole body as a weapon. Mayweather would have gave her two I'm jabs and knocked her ass out. Is it in? A, is it in a boxing ring or is it in a? Doesn't matter. MMA cage. In a real fight, do you think Mayweather would beat Rousey? Absolutely. Are you fucking nuts? For sure listen, in a boxing ring and Ronda probably Ro- in an Rousey, MMA ring. Listen, okay. We got we to gotta cover this now. That's <laughs> yeah, I agree. This so, is the side that we so, have to uh, When Rousey Mania was going wild and all these fucking people were talking, because she was such a badass, and people were buying into all the hype, and they're talking about how she could run through all these men. She was talking crap to Floyd Mayweather and all this. I mean, don't get me wrong. Floyd Mayweather is a piece of shit. He beat up his wife and stuff, and he's a piece of shit. 
Okay, I, so I so I get it. Talk shit to that guy, but but realistically, he would murder really. you. I have friends that do amateur MMA that joke about how they would kill Ronda Rousey, and that's that's a shoot. It, it's just the the difference in competition is the WNBA versus the NBA. There might be a couple WNBA players who can come to the NBA and and put in some minutes and be decent, but that's their best looking like the average jabron. You know what I mean? When you talk about the elite athletes, what what player in the world is going to go compete with LeBron James? None. There's no woman in the world. Who's I'm, gonna... asking, I'm also asking a question. Have you watched a Floyd Mayweather fight? Yes. How often is he going offensive? He doesn't have to. And when he and if he felt you say he's, he's, he's going to dust this woman. Yes. With, with Ronda Rousey, who has no first off has no fucking fist or face protection. Anyway, she she gets beat the fuck out of. Okay, she doesn't know how to fucking defend herself on her feet. Yes. Floyd Mayweather would knock her the fuck out, for sure. A hundred percent. So you think she would catch that first she wouldn't catch that first, take a punch or, or catch a punch? She is half the size of Conor McGregor. Okay? I don't know what the weight difference is there, but it's at least 30, 40 pounds. And Conor Conor McGregor was getting knocked the fuck out by Floyd Mayweather, and he was just fucking around his oldest shit. He was literally fucking that, around. That, that match still went nine out of ten rounds. Sure, because Mayweather let it go that long. Right, he wanted no, a no, show. No, go watch the first four four rounds of that match. I watched. I, I, I watched did. the fight. We I all watched, watched that fight. I was there. for one round. Mayweather looked like he might have a chance, and then every hey, other round, McGregor. Yeah, McGregor. Excuse me. And after that, Mayweather. But this is how Mayweather's strategy is every fight. He lets people punch themselves out, and then he just. He comes in and then he does his thing. And that's the first time Mayweather he's actually even went on the offense. You know why he went on the offense with McGregor? Because he knew he could. Because Normally he just defensive punches. And it was like in a boxing match, an MMA fighter does not have the gas tank of a boxer because they don't go that long. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> I don't care if it's an MMA fighter or a boxing fight. You put fucking little-ass Ronda Rousey in there with the greatest fighter probably of our lifetime, he's going to fucking kill her. It, Stop Stop with this shit. Stop Stop <laughs> with this men and women are completely equal shit. Stop it. I want us to be as equal as we can be in terms of society and jobs and all this stuff. Women should make as much as a man, all that shit. When it comes to physical, athletic, we are built differently. Yeah, dude. Men are on purposely built stronger and bigger. There is no way the most elite a- woman athlete at any sport can compete with the most elite men at any sport. It's not even the same level of competition. And if it was, we'd be watching women's sports. You know why you don't? Because you don't give a fuck. Because you know it isn't as good as the fucking men's sports. Like I, I, I get. I watch women's college basketball. Look, I'm about to have a daughter. I get it. Like I want women to be treated fairly and justly and and well and all that. But look, man, I used to work on a roofing crew, and there is no way a girl is gonna carry fucking shingles up a 32 foot ladder. As fast as I can, or as many times per hour as I can. There is no way. Like Orlando, there might be some brute bitch that's like the exception to the rule. (laughs) But in general, in general, if we're talking percentages wise, no, women are not going to do the heavy lifting, the hard hitting, the fast, whatever that men are. No. I've worked at food warehouses. I understand where you're coming from with the shingles thing. Right. There, There are women that are badasses out there. Uh, and, and could beat up the average man. But when you're talking about like a fucking elite athlete, no fucking way. Stop this. Stop doing this in wrestling. If, if they wanted to have a woman's revolution, that's fine. 
don't call it that first off because that's fucking stupid to begin with. Whatever. I know the already... best don't need to call themselves the best. You right. Know, all the shame thing. But, but stop acting like they're completely equal. I, I'm fine when women main event the show. I'm fine when they do that once in a while and all that stuff. Please do not try to treat this as completely equal. Men and women are not completely equal when it comes to athletics. They aren't. That's why nobody gives. That's why there's fucking four girls who can dunk in the WNBA and they all dunk like shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Spud Webb's got them all beat. Right, and he's fucking five. <laughs> it's just it's not the same. We are you built differently. Brighter, Stop this shit. This is this is like this millennial. And I'm a millennial, but it's millennial bullshit like this. That's like <laughs> I'm a millennial, but but it's it, it's it an old soul. <laughs> but it's millennial bullshit like this, and this is a society thing. It's culture wide where we're going crazy with like how equal men and women. We I want us to be equal, like Joe was saying, in terms of jobs and all these things. I I think there's no reason why uh, we aren't equal there. Right, like corporate workforce, right. things like that, like. Yeah, if you have the, well, the experience, talking, the education and stuff, there's no way 100% that a woman CEO is anything less than a man CEO Absolutely. in that type of so thing. So just Completely. so we clarify that, we're not complete dicks here. Right. But say physically. But no. physically, no. And if you're talking physical labor jobs or you're talking uh, physical athletics, the difference in competition is unreal. I, I knew women in high school that were on my uh, wrestling team that were state and national champs. State and national champions getting beat by the worst male wrestlers on our team daily. The guys that lost every fucking match and would kill them. That's how big the difference in competition is. I have a brother who went to Japan and wrestled with the uh, Japanese Olympic team with the women. And uh, he was just a high school wrestler and was killing them. Okay, it's a different level of competition. It, it's just men and women are made differently. Stop this shit. Stop it. You know, uh, I'm going to say... It's there's the whole adage, the whole gentleman adage, a man should never hit a woman, right? That adage did not come in because women can hold their own. It's sure, yeah, some can. We're not, again, we're not saying that it, this. There is exceptions to right. every rule. Ronda Rousey's gonna fuck somebody right. up for sure, easily. If I punch, <laughs> if I punch Chris Cyborg, I'm dead. <laughs> Right. You know, simple as that. And not because a man shouldn't hit a woman, but because I hit someone that could kick my ass. But if I walk up to my sister and punched her, I win. Or if Chris Cyborg <laughs> walks up to Brock Lesnar and fucking hits him, Brock Lesnar's going to kill her. Yeah. Like, stop this. Stop this it's, shit. It, it, so, and what, like I said, look, look at your raw champions. Who's going to win? Alexa, we Blizz need Callie's perspective or Brock on Lesnar. This. I mean, we need come on, Callie here for this one. Like, oh, I'd love Callie. That's that, an, the, that answers the entire argument right there. Look at your raw champions. I mean, okay, no, don't look at your raw champions. Just look at your your biggest of each. So let's say Braun Strowman versus Charlotte Flair. She's obviously we're saying she's the most athletic. She's number one sure. of all the women. I think that would be more competitive than Brock versus Alexa. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm what I'm saying is, look at your top two, top man, top woman. So we'll go. We'll, are we saying Brock? Sure, is, is the, most athletic. Is sure. most, yeah. So I mean, Brock versus Charlotte. Are they equal? Brock's, you guys answer that Brock's question. Brock's gonna, gonna kill her, dude. I mean, yeah, 100%. he's gonna kill her. Yeah, and that's he literally would f five her to death, <laughs> like she would die. I'm gonna put a poll up. On our Twitter right now. <laughs> and I think this is going to blow the fuck up. Yeah, I think I think we're going to offend a lot of people. 
We're, we're, we're going to lose a lot of our female followers. Uh, I no, so. I don't think so. We need Callie here for this, though. Yeah, I agree. So on Twitter, putting up a poll, can the most athletic woman hold her? I'm sorry. Hold can her the, best, the most dominant man. No, no, no. Can the best female fighter hold her own against the best male heavyweight fighter? Absolutely not. Uh, now, okay, so hold, let, uh, wait. Let, let's let me ask you this then: Can the best female fighter at let's say bantamweight, all right, at the MMA bantamweight, w- hold her own against the best? Is the light, light heavy, heavyweight? Is light heavyweight? This, this light heavyweight is, is no, still no, still no. I, but I should say just to preface, I think you're about McGregor, you're about, uh, I, I'm gonna. I'm I still looking, think. I still think um, it's light heavyweight. The reason why they have white cla- weight classes in real fighting. Is for a purpose. Um, yeah. Bigger fighters are going to beat smaller fighters. Smaller fighters might win on points because they can hit and run. Like I've seen and that's that, Mayweather's fighting right, style. But I've seen like in MMA, I've seen Giant Silva fight. I forget who, but uh, and lost technically by points. But had they had a fight where they were like actually fighting, and the guy wasn't just hitting him and moving, uh, Giant Silva would have killed him. Wait, and it's the same thing now. It's like Conor McGregor. So hold, hold on, hold on. Conor McGregor sure, is sure, regarded one. as this big badass. And don't get me wrong, he is a badass, for sure. Could kick the fuck out of me and everybody in this room probably at the same time, for sure. Put him in the fucking cage in an octagon, his own fighting style with Brock Lesnar. I bet you Brock Lesnar kills him. So, That's well, why they have weight classes. So look, look at Kimball Slice. Kimball Slice was a great street fighter, not guys the hell out, and people recorded on YouTube and all that good stuff. He got into an organized fight. Guy was one of the worst MMA fighters you've seen in your life. Okay, so the bantam weight in MMA is one twenty six to one thirty five. The light heavyweight is one fifty five. I mean, I'm sorry, not the light heavyweight. The lightweight is one fifty five in MM in UFC. So, so let's say, can a bantam weight, the best bantam weight female, hold her own against the best lightweight? No, male? stop it. No. <laughs> but that's the, I'm, what I'm saying for the that. poll. You can ask that, and I know there's gonna be women who really out there believe that they can, but fucking no. Here's here's the <laughs> I'm gonna make okay. How about this? I'm gonna make this a four answer poll. Which do you think the most elite female fighter could beat? A lightweight, a light heavyweight, heavyweight, none at all. They would struggle with with the people that aren't even champions. Like let let's say you took their top champion. Who who just won? Was it Chris Cyborg? She just won. Chris Cyborg. Uh, yeah. Just I don't care what weight she's in. Didn't she retain? Yeah. She, she retained. Yeah. But she beat the hell out of Holly. Holly. And, yeah. and Chris Cyborg clearly has been taking testosterone. I mean, look at her face. She's been taking tests. So she even has male hormone. I think so for sure. Just look at her face. Her face doesn't get that way naturally. She's she's got a giant clit. <laughs> <laughs> so does Jim Hall. Holy shit! Boobs. Why do you know that? Are there nudes out there or something? Come on, man. Haven't you ever seen up? China naked, dude? <laughs> dude, that girl's dick was me- bigger than Xbox. Dude, yeah, no, that woman had one of the meatiest pussies I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get into that. Was, was that like the roast beef, the large one? It wasn't roast beef. No, it's so. something different than, than, than Arby's. <laughs> it's coming it from a, the top. It's like, like somebody cut a Nerf football <laughs> and have it just stuck it on a <laughs> That's why we're the that's that's why we're the most inappropriate. Twenty eighteen, I'm so inappropriate. Shit. 
cut a Nerf football in half and just... <laughs> Damn. We cover professional wrestling, but we are far from professional ourselves. <laughs> I like it. Inappropriate for a reason. Cuss bitch. and disgust, baby. Cuss and disgust. <laughs> no, that was excellent, Smitty. I that was a good one, dude. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty funny. So, I, Smitty's first line of 2018. I like it, man. It Nerf footballs. <laughs> All right. It's a winner in my book. But yeah, the, the Rumble can be entertaining. I, I just think it's 30 is too much. And I think, I really hope they speed up the intervals there. That's it. And, and other than that, I think they have the element of surprise in their hands because they need it more than the men. And I think that makes a rumble entertaining. The fact that we ha- didn't have any real surprises last year was kind of disappointing. Oh, all I had was what Ty Dillinger, I believe, was the only yeah, and that was that was like it, which was boring because I want to see some I want to see some old fuck back in there. And I think the only reason Ty Dillinger got the big poppy we got because he came in at number ten. Sure. Yeah, they should have ran with him a little bit after that, though. I mean, they should have, but they didn't. They still, besides the rumor that he's that's been, possibly neither, going to off topic. Off topic, though. Anyways, the Women's Rumble, I think, is going to be pretty solid. I just think it did too many, and I think the only good news of that is they're going to have to do a lot of surprises, which could be a really good thing. Right. I think they'll fill in blanks with some alumni, which will, you know, be big pops, short-term big pops. Also, I will say, uh, in our business of fake fighting, um, there really isn't a reason why women workers aren't better than they, they are. Like, they should be better. It's fake. Like, it's really not about how athletic you are. Athleticism helps. But if you look at some of the best workers of all time, they're not necessarily athletic. You know what I mean? Like uh, William Regal. Sure. I wouldn't call him athletic. No. But I would call him a hell of a worker. Right. And so so I I do think, you know, and I... Baby Boy Smith. The late Baby Boy Smith. So I am am surprised that there hasn't been a lot of, a lot better workers in the women's division. I think with the exception of Asuka and... I think Charlotte's on her way to becoming as good as most of the guys. But I think for the ex- with the exception of those two and maybe Alondra Blaze and Bolden Connell back Sasha. in the day, there really hasn't been in WWE any women that can be that ha- that has been as good as the men. And there are I'll, in Japan. I'll put, I'll put I've Sasha talked about that there. before. Fundamentally for the women. Sorry, Kane. I, w- I would have to give it to Natalia and Bailey uh, as far as just fundamentals. Sure, I'll- and they're fine. But, I mean, how good are they compared to the men? That That's my issue with them. And so I think Charlotte is getting there. She's still green. She makes some green mistakes sometimes, but she's good. Anyways, the moral of the fucking story is, in our business, there really shouldn't be a huge difference as opposed to real sports because it's not always relying on athleticism. So so I think there could be women that should be logistically as good as men. Okay, we'll go about the sports. fact that we haven't had more is surprising. So, so what, what, what would you say about if you came out of gymnastics? Do you think male gymnasts are better than female gymnasts? Yes. Yeah. By far. Yes. Look at it. Watch. Watch. It's. I watch the Olympics. Ever, Dude, ever. look at I'm not those guys are beasts. Look at those guys. They're they may be walking around in like tights and doing weird flips. But so do, so do wrestlers. <laughs> They're just as ripped as wrestlers for the most part, dude. Yeah, I, no, I, saying, no, I watch, like, honestly, the, it the women are way more, gra- first of all, they're more graceful, they're more coordinated. Who, the guys or the girls? The girls mm-hmm. in gymnastics. Oh, man. I don't yeah, know I'm, 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 I'm rarely with Smitty on things because he's always wrong. This one, uh, this one, <laughs> yeah, I don't, okay, so he's maybe 99. For like the new year, new him, guys. Maybe he for like wrong. the floor routine shit. Just like, no, just no. in general. 
Maybe when it comes the, to gymnastics, the floor routine. Maybe you're right, but I think for like the horses and like the, the bar horse, shit, the where pump, it takes like strength, the, I think the guys got him. The, the, the pummel horse was invented by a cowboy with fucking ADD. So huh? <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about on this podcast wait, wait, wait. anymore? You don't want to talk about the pummel. The pummel. Anyway, it's called the pummel horse. I watch gymnastics. I watch the uh, world gymnastics tournaments and shit like that. All right, so here's the poll I'm putting up. Everyone, Twitter at BDRcast. This is a week long poll. Okay. So, do you think the most elite female fighter, any size, can beat the most elite male fighter at a certain weight? If so, which one? Lightweight, light heavyweight, heavyweight, none. Stop it. Actually, put middleweight on there. <laughs> but then none. Stop it. And it's, put a fifth one. Put middleweight on there. because There's only four options. A paddleweight could never beat a heavyweight in any division, no matter if you're man or woman. Again, that's why it's up there. He, he It's okay. We'll explain it to you when you're sober. <laughs> call me when you're sober <laughs> anyways I do think call. the rumble can be interesting and I Post am it. I do think there's really no excuse for women not to be um, better performers than they are I, and, and I think I'm tired of giving and I've talked about this before if you want a real woman's re- revolution we gotta stop giving them a pass because they're women we can't be like oh this is good for a woman's match it has to be just good and I believe that we both agree to the fact that Japan has been doing way better yeah I've women. talked about it before uh Manami Toyota is way better than 99% of workers, myself included. That's nothing new. That's nothing new. And she's and been that way for a long time. Yes. Say La Shirai. Yeah, so she the, was WWE bound until she got right. injured. And if you talk about the most over, I mean, even in terms of like entertainment value, if you're talking like Japan, you had the Crush Girls back at, uh, you know, 30 years ago who were the biggest thing in wrestling for a while. And that was in Japan, at least. I mean, not here. Um, well, this, but anyways, the moral of the years, story is I just think women should be better than what they are in the ring. We should have a better women's wrestling because this isn't real competition. This isn't a real sport. And while athleticism helps and we like seeing athletic things, you don't necessarily have to be athletic to be good at this. So I I just, I really would like to see um, a lot. I would like to see women produce more than what they do. This is why I like Becky Lynch and uh, Natalia. They're not the most athletic, flippy girls out there in the ring. You don't have to be flippy to be athletic, though. And I believe Becky Lynch and Natalia are athletic. There's, you you kind of still live on the Well, you're, you're, you're saying, like, that statement kind of makes it seem like you have to be an acrobat to be an athlete, and I disagree with that. Right. I mean, and when you think about, like, the most athletic performers of all time, I think of, you know, uh, Antonio, right, Antonio Rocca. I'm thinking of, like, Shawn old Michaels. school 1950s. I'm thinking of a lot of stuff like that. And those guys were, you know, super athletes. Um, anyways, moral of the fucking story, there should be, and it's probably on WWE too because they haven't hired necessarily the best women workers until recently. They've been just hiring uh, fitness models and all this shit and just trying to Pretty teach girls. Them. So, Pretty girl. Uh, again, it's kind of changing now, so maybe we'll start to see a lot of these better women. Like I said, Asuka is not just good for a woman. She is good. She's good, period. Right. Um, uh, sorry, Kane. So great. So we will we'll see in a couple of years a real woman's revolution without calling it that. Mm-hmm. So that that's what I think should be happening. I think that's the way this whole thing should be booked. And I, I just, just organic. Yes, it needs to be organic. Is what is always start, best in wrestling. It did start as organic, but then they start pushing it as a woman's revolution. Anytime WWE says anything on TV is no longer organic. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, that's my rule of thumb. You know. Lunatic friends. So, they say that. They, they don't say time. anything without a purpose. Okay. Now, 
up next for the Royal Rumble, uh, another the Universal Championship match was decided over the last two weeks. Braun Strowman versus Kane versus the champion Brock Lesnar. Uh, Smitty saw a rumor today, which kind of comes up into this. Um, most people are just like, man, this is totally a way for Kane to take the fall. No matter what happens, the outcome, Kane's the one taking the fall. Well, we thought that about Ziggler last time, you know, the match like and this. And I joked on air, I said, because we think that, watch yep. Ziggler fucking win this thing. And he did. And then he left and the title Zerdy's, in the middle of the ring. That's Zerdy's fucking booking for you. 100%. Um, are we okay with a triple? Th- I think mean, we were talking about it before, but the rumor now, maybe just go ahead and tell the rumor. So the rumor is that Strowman will be going into Elimination Chamber as champion. And why is that? Because um, he's going to pin Kane for the belt at Royal Rumble. Pretty much. But let's, where are you getting this from? I'm <laughs> going back to him right here because I, I actually did a little bit of research this week, which makes me mad. That you did research? Right. He's like, <laughs> I had to use I had my to put, brain. I had to put work into the show. <laughs> did you vote? I did. Actually. I did not vote. <laughs> <laughs> and look, as an African American, Smitty wrote in a vote and said, uh, "Nerf balls, fuck this, <laughs> stop it." <laughs> no, no. So my thing was like, when it comes to voting, voting is one thing I do because I realize as African American male in this country, you I really got to you get your Twitter poll votes weird, in. <laughs> what a weird political stance to point that. Out. So uh, on Supersport.com, there was uh, a picture posted about. February uh, on February 26, 2018, WWE's Elimination Chamber is going to be the Elimination Chamber is going to consist of Van Balor, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, Cesaro, Big Cass, and Champion Braun Strowman. Who's holding the IC belt in that picture? Which kind of means that Joe may take the title at Rumble. Is Joe in that? He's not in it. Okay. Was Joe may take title at the Rumble. So is that's, that a booked match, Joe versus Roman no, at the this Rumble? Is the, this is the promo picture that has been posted for Elimination Chamber. They're they're announcing Big Cass in there, though. I mean, yeah, Cass is apparently supposed to come back before Elimination Chamber. And he may come cares. back at the Rumble. Yeah, he might. His return might be the Rumble. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, nobody Enzo's gives a fuck. in the ring by himself. Here's the moment. It's all sick and shit. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, but this, this is the promo. That's the promo picture for uh, Elimination Chamber. So that's kind of putting. Uh, that's kind of putting something. That's kind of putting two rumors that Joe's probably taking the IC title at the Rumble, and possibly Strowman's taking the Universal. But because uh, Lesnar's contract is not up until after Mania. They got to do something with Lesnar, so he's going to be in both whatever title matches. So I'm pretty much seeing... Wait, so in that Elimination Chamber, Brock's not in it? Brock's in it. I said Brock. Oh, okay. So, okay. According to this, what you're saying is that Braun's going to take the title by obviously pitting Kane. Because you can't make... Braun's not going to beat Brock. And so Brock versus Roman is... For what? I think they're doing a triple threat with Roman, Brock, and Strowman. You think that WWE... You mean the same thing they're already doing? With Royal Rumble? You think WWE's plans have changed to do the exact same thing? Same match at Rumble and Mania? With Roman, Brock, and Strowman at Mania. And then you... Roman instead of Kane? And then you think Roman's going to pin Brock? 
I don't know who he's going to pin. I just know they're probably going to put the title back on his punk ass. Man, I do not get your hate for Roman Reigns. But the participants... Your hate for Roman Reigns is almost as, is almost as strong as your love for anything black in wrestling. If that happens... <laughs> He could take it back at like Fastlane and then drop it to Roman at Mania. Fastlane, no, because Fastlane's a smack. Fastlane's fast smack. Oh, yeah. Elimination Chamber is what, raw. What's Elimination Chamber? But this is the promo. Is picture. there another one between? Nope. So Elimination nope. Fastlane Elimination Elimination. It's Fastlane Elimination Chamber Mania. Okay. All right. Never mind that then. My bad. But that's like, okay. Here's the we promo picture. That, that, that was yeah. If you want to see the photo. Uh, we're going to share this, obviously, to our Facebook as well, facebook.com slash BDRcast, Twitter at BDRcast. Um, I, I think that fucking photo is full of shit. I think, man, oh, God damn it. If there's one thing that's been set in stone for years, it's Brock versus Roman Mania 34. I thought you were going to say card subject to change. <laughs> <laughs> If there's anything that the WWE has hedged any money on, any bet on, it's Brock versus Roman at Mania. That or Roman takes the title at Elimination Chamber and it turns into Roman versus Brock. No, what? Why would that? Why? Because he wasn't the <laughs> oh, no, champion. No, I'm going to ask you a question. When has the Universal Champion ever got a rematch yet? It doesn't matter. That's just Finn. Yeah, no, now, Finn Owens never got a rematch. Owens left. Doesn't count. Yeah, Owens switched shows. So it's kind of a moot point. Goldberg never got a rematch. Goldberg's Goldberg not never came back. Gone. He left. But that was his own choice. But the whole point is nobody with a universe like Finn never got a rematch when he got back. He's the That's only the only one, one you can say yeah. that about. That's that. your only argument is Finn. But still, the whole fact is when somebody was universal and Finn wasn't Finn didn't have a great showing on Raw until this week. But the whole point Ish. you get my whole point. The universe, they, they don't care about the whole no, rematch clause on Raw. On, no. <laughs> when it comes to Universal Title, they don't care about the rematch clause in general. They really don't. Well, you could say that. First about- off, I'm happy about that because random rematches happen all the time all of a sudden. Dolph Ziggler losing a random match to Bobby Roode. I'm invoking my rematch clause. What rematch clause? It's a regular singles match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I hate the idea that everybody has a rematch clause. Uh, this uh, the championship rematch clause is the only one I really care about. No, I still think it's bullshit. But either way, go along with your uh, scenario here. Okay, so I want you to book. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to book Rumble, Elimination Chamber, and Mania for me. And you, I, when I say book this, I mean I want you to say what's going on, how they're getting there. And then what's going on in the next one, how they're getting there. So we already know what Rumble is. Rumble is Kane, Strowman, Brock. So book the end of that match and then build it to what I've seen Elimination what Chamber. I, what I would do. What you're thinking is going on. Uh, book your predictions is what he's saying. Because my predictions are different from what I've seen right here now. Okay. What, do you, what are your predictions? Do you think it's going to be Brock versus Roman at Mania straight up for the title? Uh, Brock versus Roman? No, not anymore. I really think this is going to end up with a triple threat match. Again, okay. So a triple threat with Braun in it yeah. for the title? Okay, book to that. And tell me why that makes sense from where we're at right now at Rumble. <sighs> because WWE doesn't always make sense. I don't, I'm don't. i telling Has you. Has Roman Reigns entered the Rumble? No. No. He so he would have to win for that match to happen, right? 
Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Well, because I'm just saying, he qualified. He can still qualify for elimination chamber and not take and probably take the title. And when Brock, but doesn't the winner of the Rumble get to yeah. challenge for the belt at Mania? Well, Any that, that that goes into another rumor that I was reading earlier today. Are you saying maybe it could be a SmackDown guy? Is what you're saying? Okay, all right, carry on. Yeah. So uh, actually, not exactly Smack. Uh, can I just tackle this real quick? No. Okay. Stick to your fucking point for the first time all show. <laughs> so the way I, so what I, from what I've seen, I'm seeing that uh, Kane takes the fall at Rum. I mean, at, at Rumble, mm-hmm. Strowman becomes champion. There's a series of uh, qualifying matches, and the six guys that I just talked about are in an elimination chamber match mm-hmm. with Braun being the champ. Yeah, but, with Braun being a champ. So your booking is literally who's with your, the picture, right? Who's your prediction to win the yeah. Rumble then? If that's your hold on, story. hold on. Let no. You're that, so you're trying to take him off the fucking point. And I, I was, want him on a point. No, I think that helps. No, it doesn't because this point. is all raw. If a SmackDown guy is taking the Rumble, the raw stuff doesn't fucking matter. So, but if that uh, to happen, so, you still got to have at, a winner. At, this at not Roman Reigns. At elimination, at elimination chamber, Reigns actually pins. That's me. He does. <laughs> he 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 neither pins Lesnar nor Strowman, and those both guys both have a legitimate gripe for that title. And Roman goes into Mania as champion. I'm going to tell you that two of the biggest monsters supposedly on Raw. You know why you're an idiot? Let me Damn. tell you why you're an idiot. <laughs> right now, I'm just I'm telling you, I, I love you to death, but you're a fucking idiot because it's elimination chamber. Every one of those guys would get eliminated by pinfall. But so no, no, they no, no, would no, 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 they would have been. Roman's not going to pin either of them. But that's fine. But that doesn't change the fact that they were pinned in an elimination match, therefore negating any thought of process, especially Lesnar. If Lesnar doesn't have the title going in and someone pinned Lesnar in that fucking match, that means Lesnar has no gripe at all, no claim, nothing. He was pinned. No, I'll say, okay, let me be more specific in the elimination chamber. Stroma does pin Lesnar. Okay. Cool. In but the Rumble? Rain does, no, at, at elimination chamber. Okay. But Reigns does not pin Strowman. Okay. Who pins Strowman? Of the guys that are in that fucking chamber, you tell me who you're giving Strowman so, so, no, to. So if, if, if they keep running with this whole battle with the club thing, you remember how Jericho took out Undertaker? How Jericho took out, uh, I mean, Michael took out Undertaker so Jericho become champion? How he hit under the elimination chamber? Mm-hmm. Put, a, put a scenario like that in there. Okay. Strowman can have a legitimate gripe about. So Finn Balor is going to pin Braun Strowman. I guess I'm just saying. With the help also, of the club. It could also be a, fin- a, a, a heel turn. <laughs> there is no fucking way that's happening, dude. What the fuck is really? happening I'm, I'm, right I'm, now? I'm asking a question. What are you really doing with Finn Balor right now? Nothing, and they don't want to do anything with him because fucking Vince doesn't think he's over. Wrong. I'm, I'm going to tell you this right now. That changed, and I'll tell you why it changed. This is the last thing we're going to talk about. Because they're not doing anything with Finn right now. Well, heel turn is, makes sense with him at the club because we all know the club is better as heels. Okay. So, uh, so, so, so you're saying Finn Balor actually? You're saying you're saying Finn's gonna pin Braun, and Finn's then gonna, Finn's gonna take the credit for pinning Braun after whatever work the club and Roman. But, and then but, he's and then he's not in the match at WrestleMania. The no, threat. Finn's gonna take the final pin from Roman. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. So Finn's gonna pin Braun because Braun's gonna stay down. It might be three people on top, but it's gonna be Finn's call. Yeah. Okay, and then it'll end with Roman versus Finn, and Roman pins Finn, and then Finn. Has no chance at this title because even though he pinned the current champion and lost, he 
He's as, and then and, and the guy going to the main and, and he never lost the title to begin with when he had it in the first place. And then Brock was pinned by Braun, so he's already well, like, a surprise uh, pin uh, or somebody. What the fuck? This move on. Please. Do you not? But Strowman is not. Whatever. If it's a three man pin on Strowman, he takes his fall. Three man pin. On Strowman, we're saying the whole club is on top of. Braun. We'll say that, say that, or multiple man pin. Then Gallows and Anderson would have to be in the match, and that's not happening either. <laughs> no, he he said I the that way scenario. he said the way you see. This is you not listening. He said HBK. How can we listen to this? What right, hold on, no, come on, on. no, no, hold on. You can't argue with him if you're not listening to what he's saying. He said yes, I can. Watch said, this. No, <laughs> <laughs> he took the words right out of my mouth. He said Gallows no. and Anderson dog <laughs> shit. Listen, he said Gallows and Anderson were going to come in a la Shawn Michaels when he uh, got taker. screwed Taker from the belt when Jericho took it in that one elimination chamber. That's what he said. So they can count no. getting in on the pinfall? I mean, if all three of them are sitting on top of him, yeah, it's very possible. Including Cass. I, I mean, Cass look, if, match too. if you got... <laughs> Like here's the deal. I'm done. Now I'm done arguing because (laughs) I literally just said for that to happen, the only people in the match that are in that elimination would be Braun, Finn, and Roman. Braun would have to first probably. Braun would have to beat the shit out of Roman on the outside, come in to get Finn. Gallows and Anderson have to come in. Then it's a triple pin, but Finn would get the credit, and then Finn would take the spear. That's but you're just going every fucking which way. I gave you ninety nine point nine percent. You're now hundred percent wrong again to start off two thousand eighteen. Mikey, you you literally are going out of your way to defend him as he keeps going. You just he's big. I can't do this because because he changed it. He now took, I was like, well, Cass is in there. Too. I, what? Mike, you, you're, I keep thinking, you're just I keep, now I realizing he's been in there. Every, every five minutes he's added a new, well, yeah, this could. I don't know, like, so I say, I'm like, <laughs> there are scenarios. This is Elimination Chamber. That's my whole thing. Right, and therefore everybody in that match gets pinned. The only person who would have a claim at the title at Mania would be Braun Strowman, the champion going into the Elimination Chamber because then he lost his belt. Everyone else was pinned, eliminated. They have no claim at anything. Braun was the champion. He gets a rematch. Brock would not be involved at Mania. It would not be a triple threat match. So for that scenario that you're stating, 100% would now be Roman versus Braun at Mania. Therefore, the Brock versus Roman cemented in stone tablets bigger than the fucking Ten Commandments. If that's the case... Lesnar wins it back at a chamber. <laughs> so then, why does Roman have a point? You don't get. You're not getting it. Everyone's eliminated. Would you fuck this? Can we just move on? No, no, because I'm looking. I'm looking at scenarios in my head. Hey, so can we know? bury this segment like uh, Bray Wyatt buried the sister Abigail thing when he got viral meningitis? So, uh, okay, let's see. Let's say Lesnar beats. What are we uh, doing here? Lesnar's no, I'm, I'm still letting, going. I'm still yeah. going. Say so Lesnar. Like Roman pins Roman, Lesnar pins Roman. That sets up for the role the rest for that. So last again, Roman still got pinned. Doesn't matter that he pinned the cha- current champ. He still got pinned, eliminated from the title. But he pinned when the he wasn't. Doesn't matter. He has no claim at a title he never had when he was eliminated from the match. I just, but once again, I always say, when does WWE always make 100% logical sense? It, okay, but what you're st- what you're trying to tell me is... And how long has they been trying to get these S.H.I.E.L.D. members over? the first over? thing you've said in quite a while that i First off, the with. S.H.I.E.L.D. is done. S.H.I.E.L.D.'s done for now. I say S.H.I.E.L.D. I say S.H.I.E.L.D. members, they've done their best to get these guys and over And they got them over. Here. 
Who's not fucking cheering for Roman Reigns right now besides you? Wow. Anybody that wants him in singles competition? He's still polarizing. He might be getting a few more cheers than booze these days, but he's, he's still it's getting It's definitely his fair not 50-50 share. anymore. No, he's still getting his fair share of booze, though. I, I would say it's more 70-30. I, the Shield thing helped. I agreed, one hundred percent. What they it, when they put it, them back together, it did exactly it helped, what they wanted to but do. But it didn't cure the, the problem. Well, no, of course not. It's uh, <laughs> no one ever has the cure for it. That it uh, it uh, not up the percentages in, in his favor a little bit. <laughs> now, going into what we were stating, uh, talking about earlier, that Joe said that WWE doesn't even believe in Finn Balor, and before Christmas, he was right. What's the one crowd Vince McMahon believes in more than any other crowd in the world? MSG. There you go. Do you agree with that, Joe? The MSG is the holy grail of wrestling in WWE. I yeah. I'd okay. Say he probably use. I pro, He probably uses as a barometer that if whatever works there will work anywhere. Okay. Orlando, would you agree with that? For WWE, I'm. Uh, yeah, I mean it's hard not to. Kind of okay. like Detroit Rock City in that matter. So here we go. At the house show the day after Christmas in MSG was a raw show. The largest pop and longest pop was Finn Balor. Straight up, the entire garden blew up for Finn. Every report stated that. He always gets a crowd going on his entrances though. No, I'm talking the entire thing. His match, he was hot. What was the match? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, I I, I only a, paid attention to the to the uh, all was the it reports. a singles or was he with the club that night? I guess that's it wasn't really with the club. At, okay, yeah, um, it was the hottest pop at all. Therefore, all of a sudden, the not the next draw. The chairman took notice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look at this fucking guy. You see that pop? <laughs> he went over the Sorry. next. He the New Year's Day raw. He went over, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was uh, Elias and Amiz Siraj versus the club and Balor. Oh yeah, and they went over. Oh yeah, so that was the yeah it was they the, got huge. Pop yeah, that okay, night so too. yeah, the following, the which was this past Monday, Finn needed two partners for a six man tag match. Finn showed up on screen, one of the few pops that night. Period. Right when Finn showed up, right because we all said it that crowd sucked on New Year's Day, and New Year's and, and the SmackDown the following. But this week's crowds were pretty fucking horrible. No, they were probably hung over in their defense. Still, New Day and Finn got, I still got over. Finn got a pop, and then Gals and Anderson showed up behind him, and it was an even larger pop. WWE, in my estimation, and look, man, this this is only based on the fact that Vince figures the WWE MSG crowd to be his holy grail. I think because of that, you're going to get something down the line. Especially with the aftermatch uh, video. With the club or with the universal title or with both? I, with Right now, with the club. That's all I'm going with. That, I'm good with that. Yeah, I'm only going with the club because Finn said it. He goes, the boys are back in town. There was a WWE.com interview and they yeah. said, how do you feel? He said, and he, he goes, I've been across the ring. I've been on the same side. And I'd much rather be on the same side. As no, me. no, post. Oh, that, post oh that's I'm talking, I'm talking WWE, WWE exclusive. WWE exclusive. I, I think I got yeah, okay. it. Yeah, I think okay. I got it right okay. here. If there's no ad, probably going to be an ad. So we're going to keep it down. Now we're on WWE.com. Yep. There's a tap out ad. <laughs> so yeah. On Formerly w- Ico Pro. <laughs> <laughs> 
Holy shit, they are new. And I go, bro. <laughs> Talk to me about how awesome it was. Nope. Play, bitch. To reunite with your former best friends from Japan, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Mike Rome, the more things change, the more they stay the same. The boys are back in town. And he walks away. All like three it. of them. I like it. So, that being said, it is very possible that you now see something with the Balor Club, whatever they're going to call themselves in WWE. Truly the original Bullet Club. Ish. Two out of three, two out of the original Minus Tom the original Tonga. five. Yeah. And, and Bad Luck Fale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that like two of the original? Yeah, because Gallows was the five. fifth one brought in, yeah, right? Fifth brought in by Carl Anderson himself. Yeah. So, look, there was a huge pop for that. Straight up. I'm wanting to know, and I'm going to start with Joe, because obviously Bullet Club right now is one of the hotter, like we all said it, it's the faction of 2017. Are you, you just said you're okay with it, but are you excited or are you okay and wary about it? Because you think Vince could screw it up. I'm always weary with WWE booking because of that reason. But as, as a fan and what Finn just said right there, the boys are back in town. Uh, I take solace in that promo because it makes me think that maybe finally they'll do something with Gallows and Anderson as opposed to just having them be the fall guys for everybody. Does for, it make you care about Gallows and Anderson again? I've, 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 I've always cared about them. I've always kind of... You've never gone, whatever, they're on TV well, right I, now? I was just about to comment on that. Yeah. I've always been kind of DL... Where maybe it's not this uh, mountain I'm going to climb right now, but I've always been kind of DL butthurt at their booking, you know? Like, I I know that they are capable of doing more than what they're being booked for. And, and Finn's been kind of booked into oblivion, uh, oblivion lately, too, except for past week or so. And and uh, a lot of people question, like, why? what is it about Finn? Why, why, why should we like him? We, we can't really put our finger on it. And I probably couldn't put it into words either, but I know there's something there with him. And if it takes Gallows and Anderson being factioned up with him to bring it out, and it also helps Gallows and Anderson move up the ladder a little bit, yeah, I'm totally cool with that. Um, Vince is going to have to let these guys kind of beat him, do their own thing to an extent and maybe take a step back if he really wants to let it succeed. That we won't know until it happens when and if it does. But yeah, I'm excited, but always a little weary with with Vincent. <laughs> you know, especially mm-hmm. when that's a gimmick that's not is not his. And we all know that gimmicks that aren't his, maybe they don't get as much backing as gimmicks that are. Woke Matt Hardy, good example. What are you talking about? Nah, he's getting all he's kinds getting, of. He's push. getting time all, every week now. He's getting time, but I'm not as interested as it was when it was broken, Matt Hardy. Well, when it was in TNA or whatever you want to call it, it was like literally taking over the whole show. He's not going to do that in WWE. Unless they don't got to take over the whole show, just still let it be 100% Matt Hardy. It WWE, is Matt Hardy. I'm pretty sure that's this all is Matt. all Matt Hardy. You can say it's not Matt says it is. I, I just. Don't feel the same way I did about the broke. Because in, in Impact or TNA, whatever you want to call it, it was like every segment almost. Now it's one or two segments out of the show, so maybe it's not having as big of an impact. No yeah, it's intended. also the beginning stages of it. It didn't have every fucking segment of TNA when it first started either. I, I think for the time that Matt's being given 
That's all Matt. That's all Matt. No, I just, he may be only given a segment or whatever, but whatever you're seeing of him, that's all him, I think. Oh, by the way, Matt came out to the Woken type entrance at MSG and also got a huge pop. Yeah, I heard they I heard about that. Came one. out to some different music. Yeah. Or, oh yeah, for sure. He's coming out to the woken music. I've read someone said he came up came out to like his old music. I'm like, what? His V two music? What do you guys think? V one. Or V one. Yeah, yeah, like it may have even been the music that he had in TNA for Broken. Can they do that? If it's not a televised show and they're not making money off it, yeah, they could do that all they want. ECW didn't have to pay Depends rights who for the owns it, yeah. Yeah. ECW didn't have to pay rights for the music until they started doing pay per views. Yeah, and they were because that where you actually use an unsigned rap artist. Yeah, so that's it for us, gentlemen. We didn't get a WK two. Damn. Yeah, that was one thing I want to talk about, but it is eleven fifteen, eleven twenty three, which means we'll talk about it next week. Let's quickly go over it, and by quickly, I mean we're going to talk the matches and a quick conversation, very quick, not a Smitty go on a fucking rant thing. Okay, Smitty. You, you don't want him to book about uh, for the no, next three months there? No, I don't. <laughs> I should have cut you off earlier, you an idiot. <laughs> I will piss on your face. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Wrestle Kingdom 12 is uh, happening literally in a couple hours. Uh, if you're listening to this on podcast, Wrestle Kingdom 12 happened a couple days ago, and it was amazing. <laughs> Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega. Goddamn, who knew? Eight stars. Eight stars. Fucking Dave Meltzer. literally had a heart attack and died at the end of the How many stars did Naito and Okada get? Ten. Right. Obviously, it's going to kick off with the New Japan Rumble. Then there's the IWGP Junior Tag Team Championship match. Rapongi 3K versus the Young Bucks. So this is the first shot at the Young Young Bucks have had at 3K for the titles. Uh, Who do you think is going to take it there, Joe? Young, young bucks. You think they're gonna give it to the Bucks of Youth? I uh, got a, 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 a hankering, a, a hankering, a little bit of a. Where's like a, a, where's that? Where's that? A tingle going on here that makes me think that might happen. All right, uh, Smitey. Yeah. Please say Rapongi three K so you can be wrong again. Uh, I'm saying one of the things I say to Bucks is like Rapongi's had Los Angeles for a while now. All right, Orlando. Mm. Uh, I want to see the Jericho. And the Omega match. I'm talking about this tag match. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> the IWGP Junior he tag is team not paying Jr. attention. <laughs> Clearly. One more time. Punky <laughs> <laughs> well, 3K Young Bucks Junior Light Heavy. I mean Junior Light Junior Heavyweight All Tag Team. Who's title. winning? Uh, I'll tell you right now, it's the Young Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Never open six man tag team championship. The Bullet Club with of Bad Luck Fale, Tamatanga, and Tonga Loa versus Chaos, which I don't know who those guys are. Read them off. It, Read them it, off. it doesn't have them listed. Is, is it Osprey in that one? It's, no? it's probably uh, Saber. Ishii. E, probably Ishii. Zack Saber. Saber Jr. and. Who Hell, else? I don't know. And whoever. And then Elgin and War Machine, right? Uh, versus so yeah, War Machine. No, versus yeah, versus Elgin and War Machine versus Suzuki Gun and Taguchi Japan. Who do you think's gonna take it there, uh, Orlando? Since you're so knowledgeable, Elgin and War Machine. Uh, they got a feud with uh, Bullet Club, so I th- I think they're going to feud with Bullet. Club. 
Nah, uh, I think Bullet Club retains. War Machine's coming to WWE. I think, yeah, I think War Machine takes. That's the our last match, I think, for Ring of Honor and oh, New just Japan. Kidding, man. <laughs> Joseph, I'm knowledgeable. <laughs> well, damn it! You just said I took the same thing I was saying. Cool. The truth. Then we're moving on. Cody versus Kota Ibushi in a special singles match. Smitty, I say Ibushi takes this one because. Um, it was a way to get Bushi over, and Cody really has nothing really doing Japan anymore right now. Nothing in Japan besides get somebody over. All right, Joe. I think Bullet Club's gonna have a very successful night, and this is one where they need to take a loss. It's gonna be a Bushi. All right, Orlando. Yeah, I think uh, Cody wins this bet. This is this is my show stealer right here. Yeah, yeah. You I think agree. Cody wins? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think Bushi's gonna take it. Why? Because, like I just said, I think. I think Bullet Club's going to win the majority of their matches tonight. I think this is I, I one just, where they take a loss. It could be one or two, they take an L. Yeah. No, they I can't think, win every I match. I think this is one of two they're going to lose. I just said that. <laughs> we know. The, I, <laughs> the IWGP Tag Team Championship match. The Killer Elite Squad versus Sonata and Evil. Joe. I like uh, the Los Incobernables Grey Poupon. Ah, the hat that you're wearing. Orlando. <laughs> Sonata and Evil is what you say. Yes, yes. Hey, I wrestled that guy. Uh, yeah, I'll take them. Did you train him, though? No. Eh, sucker. <laughs> I'm with the group here. Los Incogadabras. Not my group. Yeah, you are. Sonata and Evil. Never open weight championship. Hair versus hair match. Minoru Suzuki versus Hiroku Goto. Orlando, give <laughs> me match, man. Uh, <laughs> it's a porn stash. That's not a way more racist I gotta tell you, this porn is, stash. This is the match I really don't know what the hell's happening. Someone's losing I their do. hair. Someone's losing their hair and the title's on the line. Well, obviously, well. I got that part. Um, let's say go to get a haircut. Go to get a haircut. <laughs> now, I think Goto wins. Suzuki will get the haircut. Uh, Suzuki's, I think, beaten him twice earlier this year. It's so Goto's time. And uh, Suzuki has quite a bit less hair to cut anyway. It wouldn't be that much of a – it wouldn't be a big deal for him to cut Isn't his hair. Isn't he like a mohawk or something? Yeah, he's got like yeah. the back mohawk with some sweet-ass like designs uh, shaved inside of his head. It looks pretty cool. but It's a prison haircut. He could like literally shave that tomorrow and have the same haircut again in two months. Go- mm-hmm. Goto would be like a life change for him. Smitty. Yeah, I'm well with Goto. It's about like say, it's his time. You get, you get a double payoff at that point. I'm also going with Goto. That's the go-to. That's the go-to. Goto is the go-to. IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship Fatal Four-Way Match. Marty Skrull versus Will Ospreay versus Kushida versus Hiromu Takahashi. With Daryl. With (laughs) Daryl! Joe. (laughs) Uh, Just going back to what I said earlier, I think Bullet Club's going to have a successful night, and this is an example of it. I think Skrull retains. Ah, the villain. I'm rocking his shirt. Smitty. I say Skrull retains until Jay Lethal takes it off of him. All right, Orlando. Guess what they said. I'm also going with they. (laughs) (laughs) The ominous they. We are the ominous day. That's IWGP day. Intercontinental Championship match. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Switchblade. <laughs> Orlando. Oh, Jay White. 
Jay White, the guy who called Omega versus Jericho overrated, overrated. versus over the hill. And he also and he also called Oka, uh, Okada Naito over over. That's how you well. get eyes on your match. You rip the two t- co-main events. Orlando, who you got? Uh, well, not that guy. <laughs> so you got Tanahashi? Yeah. Nah, much, much to my chagrin, I got Jay White, and I can attest that he is a fucking dick because I met him at Ring of Honor, and he was a fucking dick. Is he? Fucking I was there. Dick? <laughs> Smitty was there. Was that- he a fucking dick to Smitty? No, because he's black and he could not get that racist card on him. Right. It's got to be nice to Smitty, but. Right. You got to be nice to Smitty. who you got winning? Fellow Caucasian. He can just shit all over. It's like, fuck Jay White. Out of of a spite for for Jay White, I'm picking Tanahashi. Isn't Tanahashi's arm still fucked up? And is now he's got a, a leg issue. Yeah. And so he's 41 I, years old. That's now. why I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Jay ahead and pitch the, the blade new, to switch. They well, think he's something. I don't, well, I don't once know. Once again, though, let's say Switchblade, his new persona, Switchblade. Yeah, they call him Switchblade, he, and they give him a leather jacket. Yeah. Because he's cool. That's, I know about four of those guys. Like, uh, <laughs> other, other than that, he's, he has no personality. His in-ring work is decent. He All right. Up dick. next. Yeah. IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship is a no DQ match. I had no, I, I did not know that. Uh, they I am that, like, like after uh, Jericho busted open uh, Omega. All right, uh, Kenny Omega, the champion versus Chris Jericho. Orlando, this is the match that you're most excited for. Who do you think takes it? Uh, I think Omega takes it. I don't see why Jericho would come in and not put him over. All right, unless they're doing more. Joe, don't poop yourself. I would tend to agree, but I, I, uh, Jericho could win. They're coming back to Long Beach in March, um, to do the same thing they did last year, where Kenny was crowned the U.S. champ. Uh, maybe Jericho wins and then drops it back to Kenny in, in Long Beach. And also bills for the cruise for them to do a match at right, the Right, because uh, the Bucks, Skrull, Cody, the, the whole fucking Bullet Club, Bullet Club is booked for that cruise. Many Why not got... have a, a rubber match on the cruise? Uh, I'm thinking. I'm still going to go with... So I guess Jerk. I'm still going with Omega. Because like, the best push, the best rub that Omega can get with his U.S. Championship run is going over on Jericho right now. Hmm. And trying to build it up until March... It's kind of wasting why you had, why you got Jericho there right now. All right, IWGP Heavyweight Championship match: Kazuchika Okada versus Tetsuya Naito. Smitty, uh, I'm going with Naito. It's been almost over a year since since Okada's had that title. He's had one of those really rare good long runs with it. All right, Joe. I think Okada retains it. And that's coming from one of the biggest Naito fans ever. To me, if he was in the poll for best heel, I would have picked him. But I know he doesn't obviously reach as many eyes as a KO or the Miz. Hell, General Mahal didn't win. He was champion for six months in WWE. But, uh, Naito is just fucking excellent uh, as a in-ring performer and as his character. That being said, I I just think that they like like Okada's there, Roman Reigns. Who's actually successful and over, which makes him like seen like, in 04. That's why I don't think they ever put the title, the strap on Kenny, is because Okada's their fucking guy, and I don't think that's going to change at this event. All right, Orlando, now that you're younger than me. Yeah, I, I would like to see the belt switch hands here, but uh, 
I don't think they're going to do it. I think Okada's going to win. Still. I think it's going to be the biggest upset of the whole. I would like that. Oh, I would I love just, that. I, I, I fucking love I just, Naito. I, just, I am I, a Naito Mark. Me too. I just, I just don't think they have so much stock in Okada. I just, I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's their guy, dude. I'm going with Naito as well. Here's why. Fucking Okada's had this title since April 2016. Longest right? reigning ever. Um, IWGP champ. Heavyweight. Um, he's the youngest as well. The last time he had it, he lost it to AJ Styles after 391 days. And now he's what? Like on a 500-some day run? 563 plus. Yeah. Uh, Tanahashi you know, was a four, was had it for 404. That looks like it was the longest reign before this. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Uh, Hashimoto had it for 489 days. What was Moda's longest? I don't know. It. I'm not going to look all that up right now. Um, you can. You have your own Google machine. I am going to go with Naito just because I do believe that it's his time. He had the problem with it the last time uh, going into it. So, yeah, I just take him. That's it for us, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media. Facebook.com slash BDRcast. BDRcast on the Twitter, the Instagram, Periscope the other stuff, all of it. You can find us. Just type in BDR cast. BDR cast will take you to any link for us. Pro wrestling tea store, pro wrestling tees.com says BDR cast Patreon. If you believe in what we do and you want to donate to a monthly cause, patreon.com slash BDR cast again, BDR cast on your Google search engine will take you to anything breaking down the ring. We have been your ring crew. Armbar Joe. Hey, not upper extremity, Joe. <laughs> <Still there. laughs> Miami Christopher. Yeah, he's gotten drunk. <laughs> I got a piece, mighty. You got a piece, mighty? <laughs> what's, a, what's a mighty? I got Don't a mighty, I got a mighty it'll, piece, it'll too. Explain for the next 20 minutes, making no sense to anybody. An all-Mikey piece, bitch. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm the champ, all-Mikey one. We thank you so much for listening. Much appreciated. And we are out.